This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, April 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A mother who jumped from a row home fire in the Kensington section of Philadelphia was the sole survivor of the blaze that claimed the life of her husband and three tr- children, officials said. The fire broke out shortly after 2 a.m. Sunday in the 3200 block of Hartville Street. Officials said firefighters arrived to heavy flames coming out of the home, but not much was left once they came upon the scene. The commissioner said the first engine arrived within two minutes of the first 911 call, but massive flames were blowing out of the first and second floor story making rescue difficult. The fire chief said five people total were trapped inside. A 38-year-old woman was able to escape the flames by jumping out of a window. She was taken to Temple University Hospital to be treated for burns. Three children and one adult male were killed. The principal at the Lewis Elkins Elementary School in the school district of Philadelphia said two of the children attended her school. One was a third grader, the other was a kindergartner. Uh, Action News spoke to a neighbor, uh, Angel Rivera, who said the father was his best friend. Rivera said that he spoke to the mother before she was taken to the hospital. He described her body as being badly burned. Rivera said that he told her to get yourself out, basically jump out of the window and I'll go grab the kids. Those were his last words as he described his conversation with the mother. An investigation is underway to determine the cause of the fire. However, the fire department said the house did not have any working smoke detectors. Mm. The Red Cross is urging Philadelphia residents to have an evacuation plan with their families in the event of a fire. The nonprofit organization is also reminding Philadelphians that they will come to your house and install working smoke alarms for free. They encourage anyone who does not have uh, working smoke detectors to please call 311. They will come out and install the smoke detectors for you. The goal is to avoid another tragedy uh, like the one on Sunday morning in Kensington and also like January's Fairmount Blaze that claimed 12 lives. Since January 1st of this this year, the Philadelphia Fire Department reports 312 families have been displaced by fire with 21 lives lost and 38 people injured. So far this year, the Philadelphia Fire Department and his partners have installed 4,271 smoke alarms across the city. If you live in Philadelphia, a free smoke detector can be installed into your home by calling 311 or logging on to redcross.org. When you hear a story like this and you're like, uh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you're changing the battery on a chirping alarm, yeah, you yeah. realize yeah, it's, it's, worth, it's it. worth doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Philly has a backlog of 34,000 abandoned car complaints and the city has no solution, the Philadelphia Inquirer reports. Since January, a rusting silver chauffeur car has been moldering by a community garden on uh, Hainsbury Street in the northwest, uh, northwest Philadelphia neighborhood, taking up several spots and posing an eyesore for neighbors. Duct tape secures its rear bumper and lights. Uh, its back window is busted and there's a patch over... Uh, they they patched over it with trash bags. It's a full freaking limo just sitting there. Just sitting yeah, there. Yeah. And they said, like, the first day or first week, like, it was kind of funny that it was there. And now they're saying, like, this many months into it. Yeah. It's not funny anymore. Uh, from junked SUVs in southwest Philadelphia to stranded sedans in Kensington, Philadelphians are inundated by abandoned vehicles in their neighborhoods. The list includes flatbed trailers and cherry pickers, graffiti-covered speedboats, orphan tasty cake trucks, and a campaign van once used by f- uh, former gubernatorial candidates. Scott Wagner. Mm. Officials say the face, uh, they face a backlog of more than 34,000 active reports of abandoned vehicles. I wonder how this uh, this number faces off against, do you remember when Mayor Street had instituted, <clears throat> excuse me, an effort to rid the streets of 
100,000 abandoned cars. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember a, a big initiative. That was in the 2000s. That was in the early 2000s, I think. And so I'm wondering if, if it's a, a bigger problem now and they have it. Because uh, this is reported cases, but I just remember there being an effort in us going, wait a minute, there's, that there's yeah. how many cars right, out there? Right, right. And we were, we were fuzzy on the math with that. Uh, do, you have, do you guys pass any vehicle that... I, I do. Been there I for know. Just off to the side of the street. We had one actually on our block that was a. It was a pickup truck, a work truck of some sort that somebody just abandoned. And eventually, my my neighbors like he just stayed on him, and they finally took it away. But I'm like, come on, you know. I, I don't have any in my area. That I've, I've certainly driven in uh, in some areas and seen them. And you know, when they're uh, sitting there rusted out and right. like clearly. Like, just junk. Right. I, I don't know how that ends up staying there. Wait, we had one in front of our house. Um, it wasn't a... Right so, in front of your house? It was right in front of our house. And so... And it was there for, like, a long time. Now, where where are our streets? It's some people um, f- from across the street will park there. They don't have much parking. Right. So, right. you know, sometimes there's kids that live across the street from us, and their friends will park there or whatever. Um, but it was there, and it was never moving. Like, didn't move, didn't go anywhere. Right. So, I'm like, it's not one of the kids from across the street. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we called... We had somebody come out, take a look at the like, no, it's registered, so, like, we can't tow it because it belongs to somebody. So we're like, well, can you tell us who it belongs it's to? It's an so, illegal parking spot, I so guess. We so we can, yeah. no, it's, but it's not. They can park there. but No, but it, and not oh. illegal. It's yeah. in a, a legal spot. Right. Oh, Sorry. Correct. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it was our neighbor, like, a couple doors down who has a driveway, and so we were like, what? Yeah. Why are they parking there? So um, we went over and the guy was like, oh, well, we have three cars and we didn't want to take up too much um, space in the driveway. So he just decided to park in front of your house. house. Which is like, legal, what? but it's like, come on, <laughs> man. Yeah. What? It's gone now. I wonder how like... many, Kathy, how many people during, well, so during the lockdown and during all that stuff, people were fairly inert. So you had these cars that were sitting, you know, static. Yes. And so now with people going back to work a little bit more and going back into the office, I guess it becomes more readily clear. Oh, I guess that car's abandoned. Yeah, that yeah. car just yeah. doesn't move at all. Doesn't move at all. It's not yeah. my neighbor who's not who's working from home. It's abandoned. So in the past, the city towed between 10,000 and 12,000 cars off of the street each year. But those numbers dropped while complaints have risen nearly fivefold between April 2020 and the beginning of this year, according to an inquirer analyst of 311 Data. Uh, residents are also w- waiting longer than they have in past years for the city to act on the report. So in 2020, it took two months on average for the city to have an abandoned car towed after it was reported. They're saying now it takes closer to six months. The city blames the growing fleet of cast-aside cars on everything from a spike in pandemic-related complaints to staffing issues at the police unit that is supposed to investigate abandoned cars to changes in state rules for towing junk Preston, cars. maybe it's time for the Preston and Steve cannonball run. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With all these... <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm on board. You slap a little, you know, a little paint on them, fix uh-huh. them up, get them slightly roadworthy and have at it. Pennsylvania law requires police to investigate and authorize the removal of an abandoned vehicle. In sports this morning... Ball sacks are yummy. (laughs) 
The Sixers, who lost to the Raptors in Toronto on Saturday afternoon, are back at home for tonight's Game 5. Yesterday, an MRI confirmed that Joel Embiid does have a torn ligament in his right thumb. Embiid said that he will not have surgery until after the playoffs and will play through the injury and the pain. The Sixers have a 3-1 series lead and will look to close out the series. Tonight, tip-off is scheduled for 8 o'clock. The Phillies lost to the Milwaukee Brewers, won nothing last night at the ballpark. Eric Lauer struck out struck out a career-high 13 over 6 innings. Christian Yelich hit a sacrifice fly in the ninth, and the Brewers held, Brewers held on for the win. Lauer and Aaron Nola took no decisions in the pitcher's duel that saw the starters combine for 22 strikeouts. Nola allowed one hit and struck out nine and seven shutout innings. The homestand continues tonight as the Phils open up a series against the Colorado Rockies. Kyle Gibson will get the start at 645. And the Flyers beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-1 yeah. yesterday yeah. afternoon in South Philly. Now there's a success. Noah Cates scored twice. Morgan Frost scored in the first, and Travis Konechny added an empty netter in the third to lead the offense. Martin Jones saved 37 out of 38 shots he faced to help the Flyers earn the win. They have only three games left in the regular season and will be on the road tonight with a game in Chicago against the Blackhawks. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Hey, guys. How hey, are you? You guys. Good morning. It's nice to see you after this week. And I know we have a bit of a cloudy sky. It's kind of a maroon glacé look oh, out oh, there, isn't it? Yes. So uh, we will do our best to work through it. And listen, we have uh, some good stuff to give away. We have a new word of the week prize. We have the, and the reason I said maroon glace is just I saw this word, Buena Vesa. Oh. <laughs> ultimate summer tailgate party that we're going to give away. It's four cases of Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa, oh. a variety case of other Stone Brewing beers, three Buena Vesa branded <laughs> cornhole sets, and a Stone Brewing Easy Up tent, Stone Brewing flags, and a bunch of Buena Vesa t-shirts as well. So you're loaded with this stuff this summer. You can enjoy Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa. Buena Vesa. Baja-inspired Mexican lager. Did you like what you're drinking? Uh, brewed with sea salt and lime. Uh, so we will give that away for our Word of the Week prize, Letter of the Day, coming up at the end of the show. We also have Concert Cash. That continues. We've yeah. really been getting on a momentum run here with giving away money and tickets, so we don't want you to miss your opportunity. We'll start that at 8, and then we will do it again at 10, and it goes on throughout the day until 8 o'clock, basically, every other hour. And on top of that, we got things like our uh, Preston and Steve side stage yeah, coming up the MMR. Very exciting. A reminder that you can be an active participant on stage and sing with our live band. It's live band karaoke, and Sidearm will be performing so... If you're interested in being a singer for that day, and, and also winners get four free tickets to the show, uh, just uh, go to WMMR.com. You'll see a link on how to get him on, on the uh, live band karaoke. Basically make a video of you singing a song, and we're going to pick winners. We have ten winners, and well, that's going to be a blast. A new little twist. Yeah, So and you can get tickets for your efforts. To uh, MMR yeah. this year. And speaking of a new twist, um, joining me by my side today, my caddy, Marissa Magnata. <laughs> Call me Bagger Vance. Uh, so <laughs> Casey is out today. He's, uh, I think he's moving to Bucks County. I think that's it. Yeah, it's a big move day Absolutely. today. And, uh, so it's a big right no, now. He's, <laughs> uh, he's got some stuff going on. So Marissa's going to be filling in in the studio, which is always exciting. God, so, that would be so great if one day, like whatever, 
life brought to him. Like they had to move to Bucks <laughs> County. They had no choice. They had to go. It would. We would have to have a parade or some type of thing. It would. You know, it would not happen. happen. I he would. He would drink arsenic. He would. <laughs> because he's he's so Delco. Yes, he he's extreme Delco. <laughs> All right, so let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have a, a lengthy entertainment report to get to and a stupid question with some stuff to give to you. Stay put. We won't be gone long. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's ask a question, give something away, and the prize is a certificate for a free float at Halcyon Floats. If you've never done uh, those isolation tanks before, it's really, really cool. So the question that we have for you this morning is this really interesting one. Which pasta shape? is named for the many weddings at which it is served. Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. So uh, which pasta shape is named for the many weddings in which it is served? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'll mention some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today just so happens to be April 25th, and we will start with Hank Azaria. Celebrating a birthday today. He is 58 years old. Super talented guy. TV, movies, animation, The Simpsons, obviously. Yep, he's uh, the voice of many, many characters, including Mo, Chief Wiggum, uh, comic book guy, Cletus, Professor Frank, a whole bunch of them. Um, but you know what's interesting about him is besides being a great voice actor, great actor and everything, uh, I'd never realized... Until um, I saw Along Came Polly about what great shape he is. Oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy is like he takes his fitness very, very seriously. seriously. I remember Preston when he, I think he and Helen Hunt were living together, and they sold, when they split, they sold their um, condo in New York, and they showed it, and there was a full gym room, in okay. a, like a full like Planet Fitness level gym room. I could see that. Yeah. Now, I didn't watch, is it uh, Brockmere or Brock Brock Meyer. Brock Meyer. Yeah. I hear that show's great. So good. And I never got, you loved it, Kevin yeah. Gunn loved it, and it's just one I never really got He's around to. He's a sportscaster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who kind of is like a, and I don't give an F attitude anymore type of thing. Yeah, he uh, had some life-altering hap- things happen, mm-hmm. and he was like on drugs and wacky, and now just says anything he wants, and okay. it's it's hilarious. I hear it's great. Is it still yeah. on, or is it still... Uh, it may have wrapped by now. Okay, all right. Yeah. I think it did. But yeah. it's one of those that's just out there, and you can go yeah. get it if you want it. If you want it. Amanda uh, Pete's in it. It's really good. 58 today. Oh, it's Al Pacino's birthday oh, today. It's got, my birthday! <laughs> we got two really big ones uh, that circulate in the same uh, spheres. I'll explain in a moment as far as birthdays today, because Al, obviously, one of the greatest American actors ever, I think. Just Sensational! I was yeah. watching him as you know as the, as the agent in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just recently, and it's funny because in my mind, Al Pacino from The Godfather and from those early movies, Dog Day Afternoon, is an entirely different human being yeah. 
than current Al Pacino. Both great actors, yeah. but there seems to be no connecting tissue between the two, yet they're the same person. Yeah, yeah, he's just, uh, he's he's one of the greatest. Yeah. Michael Corleone, what can you say? You know, he's 82, and then the reason I brought that up is it's Talia Shire's birthday ah. today. And she played Connie in the Godfather films, obviously Adrian and Rocky, but uh, she's in two gigantic uh, uh, series of films. Yes, uh, huge. And uh, she's we had her on. I forget what she was promoting, but she was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so happy 76th birthday to Talia Shire. Uh, it's also Renee Zellweger's birthday today. Uh, Renee is 53 years old. Who's she um, dating in the realm of home improvement? Who's the... Um, yes. It's... Um, uh, yes. Yeah, it's... Um, and I forgot... One of the DIY show stars. I, I lose track. If Casey were here, he could tell you because yeah. he lives and breathes that stuff. <laughs> is it? Is it Ant... No. No. That's the other dude. Yeah, I, right, I, yeah. Ant Anstead isn't, isn't even one of those oh, guys, yeah. is he? Or is That's he? That's what Connor just There you up. go. Got it. I was right. Oh, my God. I got one every now and then. <laughs> you throw enough out there, you get one. Her dating history is very odd. It is. Like, do you remember some of the people? Dude, Jim, Jim uh, Carrey was one of them. Jim Carrey. Yeah. And then who's the guy that does the big uh, country concert every summer? Um, oh, Kenny like, Chesney. Kenny Chesney. Okay. Also, uh, Jack White and Bradley yeah. Cooper. Wow. There you go. Wow. It's been around. And um, star of Empire Records, Marissa. You're right. But uh, she's a great actress. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, 53 years old today. Jason Lee has his birthday. My son was watching The Incredibles yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, he is Syndrome, the voice of Syndrome. He's great in that. Almost famous. He's fantastic. <laughs> I'm only the effing lead singer. <laughs> the bus is leaving, and they leave the lead singer, and he's just great. Did, you ever, that. did you ever watch My Name is Earl? I did not. Yeah. I, was, I never saw clips of it, but that's it. Funny show. Yeah. Really well done. He was a really likable character. So the whole plot was he was making amends for things he had done wrong in his life. Yeah. And, uh, and you forget, though, he's also a really accomplished skateboarder. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I Absolutely. That's how we got to start. That's how Kevin Smith yeah. discovered him for uh, from Mallrats. And yeah. I hung out with him on a boat one time. Oh. Cruised <laughs> up and down the... What uh, was that show? Uh, Memphis Blue? Yeah. Memphis somebody... Beat? Yeah. Uh, and, Memphis uh, Beat. I Memphis Beat, was. yeah. And, and we cruised up and down the Mississippi River. Could not have been a nicer guy. Um, and uh, we just chatted. And, and I asked him at one point, I said, yeah, you ever going to work with Kevin Smith again? And he's like... As soon as he returns my phone calls. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Jason Lee is 52. And then Bjorn Elvias, singer of ABBA. I brush my teeth to this every morning. Water? Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> it's the right tempo. So uh, it is It is his home in Stockholm <laughs> that saved me and my wandering troop of a family in the middle of the night when we, we were we were trying to find my wife's aunt and uncle's home. Okay, so we were traveling. They were not in they we were gonna we knew where the keys were. We were just gonna go to the house. Right. They were elsewhere and they were gonna meet us the next day. So we were we got we got off at the wrong <laughs> subway stop and we were wandering around and we were in the general vicinity. We were one stop short of where we should have been. So probably a couple of miles from where we needed to be. And we're walking around and we can't find any streets and we don't speak Swedish. Fortunately, a lot of Swedes do speak English. And eventually we found someone. My wife said, if you can get us to Bjorn of Abba's house, (laughs) I can find my aunt's house. And so this woman, this kind Swedish woman, Got us in the right direction to find Bjorn's home, and then we were able to find our way to my wife's aunt's home. And this is at like one o'clock in the morning as we're walking around, so just is wandering. His home 
to Sweden what the Eiffel Tower is to France. It must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah it must be. If you, it's there, actually, you know where you but are. it's not like in downtown Stockholm. Right. It's in a suburb, and uh, it's, it, I it's, actually, palatial, right? it's actually on an island. Is it? Oh. Yeah, wow. there's a little bridge, a walking bridge that wow. goes out to it. And so that's why it's very easy. That's to, pretty cool. Very identifiable. Yeah. And so thank you, Bjorn, because <laughs> you saved my life. We were walking around, I kid you not, for like two and a half hours, oh. and I had reached my absolute limit. I was... I was with beyond, luggage beyond pissed off. No, with, I was just oh yeah with luggage. Yeah, oh that always makes it so much more fun. All right, so anyhow, Bjorn is uh, seventy-seven years old today. So happy birthday! All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Which pasta shape is named for the many weddings at which it is served? Two one five two six three WMMR. We will go to Derek to see if we can get a correct answer. Hi, Derek. Good morning. Morning, guys. Uh, Derek, do me a favor. Which pasta shape is named for the many weddings at which it's served? Do you know the answer? I believe it's ziti. It is ziti. Yeah. Some people were guessing bow tie pasta, and that is a great guess. But ziti apparently translates to bride in English. I didn't know that. In English, and therefore... Ziti, and you do find baked ziti quite a bit about bride at weddings, yeah, huh. uh, or yeah, it means bride. Wow! All right, so Derek, you got it right, and we're going to give you a certificate for a free float from Halcyon Floats. It's a seventy-nine dollar value, and you can give mom the ultimate gift of relaxation with MMR's big friggin' deal. This week only, you get one ninety-minute float at Halcyon Floats for just thirty-five dollars. Wow, that's a great deal. Uh, you can help mom float her stress and pains away. Available now at WMMR.com. Hurry, because the deal ends on Sunday. At the box office this weekend, number one was The Bad Guys with $24 million, followed by Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Then you have The Northman, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That was a Nicholas Cage yes. film at number five. Yeah, I see that. Followed by Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Lost City, Father Stu, Morbius, rounding out the top ten. Was ambulance. All right, we're going to dive into some old news with some new information. I believe we have a clip to go along with this, Marissa. Uh, Chris Rock's mother, Rosalie Rock, has commented on Will Smith's slapping her son at the 94th Annual Academy Awards. Uh, Rosalie, by the way, who is a motivational speaker, watched the Oscars from home, uh, said at the first she thought the incident was staged until she heard Smith using obscenities. And this is her talking about how she felt when the incident took place. My thing is, at that moment, I, and I told him, when Will slapped Chris, he slapped all of us. But he really slapped me. Because when you hurt my child, you hurt me. She also said, um, talking as if she were speaking to Will, she yeah. said, Will, you reacted to your wife giving you the side eye, and you went and made her day because she was mulled over laughing when it happened. Um, and so Rosalie went on to uh, to make it clear that uh, she feel that felt that uh, Smith's apology is inadequate. Uh, she said, "I felt I feel really bad that he never apologized. I mean, his people wrote up a piece via Instagram saying I apologize, to Chris Rock. But you see, something like that is personal, uh, and you reach out. Yeah, and he has not. He has even not at this point, and, and everything that has seemed to be some sort of apology appears as if it was written by people for him. That it wasn't Will Smith himself. Yep." Uh, Terry Crews has commented on that as well. In a new interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Crews reflected on the incident saying, when I look back uh, by what Chris did by just deciding to hold everything together, he said, actually, in in a lot of ways, I think it kind of saved Hollywood. He said, because if there had been like a full-on brawl on that stage, I don't know if Hollywood would have ever gotten any respect (laughs) ever again, you know? He said, it's hard to even imagine uh, what would have happened. Well, Will would have kicked the crap out of him probably is what would have happened. 
Uh, he added that uh, the definition of thoughtness where I grew up and the way it was, it was the ability to strike, the ability to punch, the ability to set things straight, to even the score. But the true definition of toughness was what Chris did in taking a punch and then holding everything together and then showing tremendous endurance and resilience in the middle of obstacles. Well, what he's saying is right because years ago I won a Clio Award you know, for a radio promotion. And I went to the award show. I've told this story on air, Preston. Um, the at one point in the evening, it fell into such disarray that the caterer was handing out awards from the stage. <laughs> this is the this is the much highly ballyhooed Clio Awards, and it did erupt into a brawl on what? stage. Yes, and so and I'm just I'm sitting there with my date, and we're looking like. <laughs> What what was the fight over? Do you have any idea? Oh, they were literally hands on awards, tugging back and forth. I don't know what the flash. Somebody was. felt they didn't deserve it or something there was like that. Some oh my something. God. But I, I don't know why I don't remember this story. I remember turning around and going, uh, "What?" what and uh, and yeah, it took a this while. This is the greatest night ever. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Uh, but uh, it wow. took a while for that awards to recover. You know its reputation. Mm. Uh, Chris had said, or I'm sorry, uh, Terry Crews had said, "Rocks poise." It was a miracle, adding, I thought, holy cow, we owe him a lot. I think every performer owes him so much because it just really saved Hollywood in that moment. I'm very thankful to Chris, but also I understand Will. I'm not one to demonize Will at all because I was there, he says. If uh, Terry Crews had presented that award, he probably wouldn't have gotten slapped. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think no, you're I'm right. cool. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she is bald, isn't she? <laughs> all right, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, the trial resumes today. So exciting. So we're going to do a little bit of uh, recapping yes. of what has taken place. Uh, Depp began his testimony on April 19th. He is expected to continue to be cross-examined by Heard's attorney today. Uh, here's some of the things that came up during the testimony so far. A few of these things we've already covered, yeah, but yeah. I'll just reiterate them. Uh, Heard alleged in 2016 that Depp was verbally and physically abusive to her, according to a complaint she filed that year, alleging that Depp bruised her face after throwing a phone at her in their Los Angeles home. Depp denied the allegation and was not charged with any crime. Depp testified Tuesday that the couple frequently argued but said, Never did I myself reach the point of striking Ms. Heard in any way, nor have I ever struck any woman in my life. Audio recordings of some of their heated exchanges have been played in court, including one in which Heard discussed striking Depp. He, she, she had said, you didn't get punched, you got hit. And I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch you. Uh, Laurel Anderson, a clinical psychologist who worked with Depp and Heard in 2015 as their marriage counselor, testified in a video played in court that Heard took uh, told her that she fought back after Depp would become physical. Anderson said that the former couple, quote, engaged in what I saw as mutual abuse. Yeah, th- there's, a, there's a lot of that. I, I, I'm tapping out on trying to figure out who's right and wrong. I know. And yeah. just you know, letting it all happen as it's happening because it's too it's too complex. Uh, the one point of clarity I did get from this proceeding is I kept asking the question, why do you keep dragging this out into the light? Why don't you just let this pass? Seriously. But it is a mission, I guess, for Johnny Depp, who really, really feels his reputation has been impugned, and, and so he wants to clear the slate as best as he can do. I don't know if this is working in that purpose, but it's interesting. Preston, do you have the story about the makeup in this, the tidbit? Mm, the makeup. The cover-up? So yeah. Amber Heard um, said that she used to carry around this compact of cover-up all the time and named the specific brand, showed the exact uh, cover-up that she carried around. To cover over bruises. To cover over bruises. Right. That makeup company went to TikTok and proved that that makeup 
palette didn't come out until a year later. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. So Wait, has she testified? Like yeah, I think she's. I, I think they presented deposition material. I don't mm. know if she's been okay. on the stand. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I know, uh, Kathy, you're a friend. I was going like, to say, I can ask my cousin ask if you want, her, yeah, please. because she watches every minute. <laughs> okay, please do. All right, so uh, Depp has also claimed he physically defended himself at times, speaking out on uh, about one incident in which Heard said that her nose was injured. Depp said in court that his head connected with Heard's forehead while he was trying to restrain Heard. He said there was not an intentional headbutt. Do you know my leg bones? Connected to my hip bone. Uh, Depp testified that his finger was severed by shattered glass in 2015 after Hurt allegedly threw a bottle of vodka at him. He sought medical care but said in court that he told others at the time that he had injured his finger by slamming it in a door. He said, I didn't want to disclose that. It had been misheard that had thrown a vodka bottle at me and then took my finger off. Uh, I didn't want to get her in trouble. I tried to just keep things as copacetic and easy as possible for everyone. I didn't want to put her in into that mix. He Think said, about what, what kind of trial this is. We're talking about crapping in the bed and chopping parts of fingers off. Oh he said God. he had multiple surgeries to repair the finger and uh, contracted uh, MRSA during a uh, recovery as well. Uh, Dr. David Kipper, who treated Depp, uh, corroborated p- portions of Depp's story in a deposition played out in court this week. Heard lawyers also referenced statements Depp made to ER doctors at the time to argue that Depp cut off his own finger. Depp <laughs> denies this. He was also asked about his actions following his injury, including when he used his injured finger to write on the walls with a mixture of his blood and paint, and Depp confirmed in court that he had done so. Uh, so, Depp, let's see. Other, Let's see. Uh, there's a bunch to get here. So, as the lawsuit focuses on the damage uh, that has been done to Johnny's career... Uh, some conversation was focused on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Uh, Rottenborn, Heard's lawyer, uh, argued that Depp was uh, aware that he was, quote, likely out of the sixth film or that Disney would drop or shrink his role in it prior to the publication of Heard's op-ed. And Depp denied this. He said, I-, I would be a real simpleton to not think that there was an effect on my career based on Miss Heard's words, whether they mentioned my name or not. Well, on that he's right. He sheepishly admitted in his testimony that he has not seen the first film in the Pirates franchise. He said, however, I believed in the character wholeheartedly. However, when asked by Rottenborn, if Disney came to you with $300 million and a million alpacas, nothing on this earth would get you back to work with Disney on a Pirates of the Caribbean film, correct? And he said, that is true, Mr. Rottenborn. Rottenborn's a hell of a name. It is, yes. And how did he throw, why did he throw the alpacas in there? Apparently, uh, Johnny Depp likes alpacas. Uh, he does? I guess, yeah. Okay. All right. Did you say alpaca? <laughs> Let me think about it. Yeah, I'll do it. That continues today, yeah. by the way. All right. Uh, last week, the film, Being Mortal, starring Aziz Ansari, Seth Rogen, and Bill Murray, was shut down indefinitely after a complaint about Murray was filed for inappropriate behavior. Page Six reported on Saturday that Murray allegedly got handsy with some of the women Ooh. on set. A uh, source told the publication you can't do that. he was very hands-on touchy. Not in any personal areas, but putting putting his arm around a woman, touching her hair, pull her ponytail. Uh, but teabagging? Always, always in a comedic way. They didn't mention any teabagging okay. in this particular story. You know, in that way he does that playful teabagging way. The source said it is a fine line and everybody loves Bill, but while his conduct is not illegal, some women felt uncomfortable and he crossed a line. Uh, adding to the story, and this is kind of funny, Richard Dreyfuss' son, Ben Dreyfus tweeted on Thursday night, you know, after the story yes, came out, yeah. he wrote, Bill Murray had a meltdown during What About Bob because he wanted an extra day off, and Laura said no, and ripped he ripped off her glasses off her face, 
and my dad complained about his behavior, and Bill Murray threw an ashtray at him. All right. <laughs> Dreyfus also said that they only resumed filming. Uh, what about Bob? After production, hired bodyguards for the set. Yeah, they. He, Richard Dreyfus and uh, and Bill Murray had a really contentious relationship. I hate to song. say it. But knowing that actually feeds into the dynamic of the movie. It actually, mm-hmm. because they do, oh, he yeah. hates yeah. him. Bill Murray, on the other hand, plays a character who is in love with his therapist. Yeah. But uh, that hatred and that agitation to know that it's partly rooted in reality is pretty wild. Well, and Steve, maybe you and I were talking about this, but I remember there's a story where um, Bill started to recognize how much Dreyfus hated him. Yes. And used it. And, and he used he, it. And he was like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna make them movie better yeah he was right it makes the movie better it just destroyed a whatever friendship yeah. Yeah. could have possibly existed drivers didn't agree with that right yes mm-hmm. i don't he, like he your method <laughs> yes, plan, right, so. i'm disagreeing with your acting style <laughs> all right uh let's go back to the courtroom while on the stand for the second day in black china's trial against the kardashian jenner family Chris- Honor, i'd like to do testify wait how did you end up in here I'm Mr. Just in the next courtroom is that a break i figured i'd walk over <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of the show. Rob is very dynamic. Uh, so, yes, uh, while on the stand, Chris Jenner said, I do, when China's attorney, uh, Lynn Siani, asked her, do you believe 100% that black China attempted to murder your son, Rob? This has turned into a murder trial or an, an, a potential murder trial. Uh, Jenner yeah, I'd like to know that, too. Attempted murder. Jenner explained, I was told she put a gun to his head and was drinking, and I don't think drinking and guns are ever a good good together. This, this, so here's another crazy case, Preston. In this case, as part of her own testimony, she's admitted she doesn't file income tax returns. Oh, Black China. Yeah, yeah Black China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, what is, she is, has no bank accounts that mm-hmm. she claims. Yeah. Chris Jenner continued saying, I was told she tried to strangle him with a phone cord. I was told it was complete chaos that was happening. I was very upset. Rob was hysterical crying. It was a mess. And I can't imagine what it was like having a gun pointed at your head. Uh, Which she admits she did. uh, Jenner became emotional while testifying and added she tried to murder him. She put a gun to his head and I really have to get over that. Or que- and she said, I really have to get over that question mark. Yeah. So she was asking. That. I really have to get over that. <laughs> also on Friday, uh, page six reports that Rob and China executive director Jeff Jenkins said that there was never going to be a second season. He said, I would not pick up this show. There was no more Rob and China. Mm-hmm. So you remember the yeah. clips from the show were just horrible. And oh, they, it was just not entertaining at all. They were trying boring. to. Ex- that's it. It, it was, was boring. boring. No matter how hard they tried to manufacture things, yep. it never took. Yep. All right. I have a Hollywood story that is landing in our region. Ladies and gentlemen, The Bachelorette is filming in the Wildwoods. Oh, How did you find out? Wood days, my friend. Yeah. What? What's that? How, so, did you have you seen them out? I was there yesterday, right? And it wasn't taking place. It is today. You weren't tracking bitch. them. That is happening. Yeah. So, I'm I'm going to tell Rochelle. She's still there. So oh. She's going to have her stalk that. Uh, what if she ends up on the show? It's like a conquenot. <laughs> that would be great. Wouldn't it? Yeah, Rochelle's in the background fishing the f- fixing the dishwasher. Uh, just over a month ago, it was revealed that Tyler Norris from Rio Grande, New Jersey, which is just uh, on the other side of yeah. the water there, uh, will be competing on the next season of The Bachelorette. This season marks the 19th season, but this time around, things will be different. Instead of there being one Bachelorette, there will be two. There's two of them. Yeah. Gabby and Rachel. 
And this would mean that they uh, would need double the amount of men bringing the picking to 35. So there's going to be 35 bachelors. Do you know why they're doing this? Because the, the, the shows overall have taken a hit in the ratings. And so they're trying to goose them with these different things. Okay. And I guess the, so this is... They're going back to his hometown? Yes. That, so, yeah, okay. While the show normally films at the Bachelor Mansion located in Agora Hills, California, with the Santa Monica Mountains of Malibu, they'll be filming in Wildwood, New Jersey today. Would be wild if they passed a billboard with googly eyes on it. <laughs> so for those who don't know how the show films, they normally start shooting uh, a, a few months in advance, and this gives them time to film, edit, and film reunions and do all that stuff. So Rachel will be coming down to Cape May County to meet Tyler Norris's family and to have a date on the famous Wildwood Boardwalk. Now it's still preseason hour, so not much of the boardwalk is really open. Right, right. right. Uh, there's some stuff that is open. There's a little bit of activity. There's people walking around and stuff, but it's not the lit up, really active boardwalk that it would normally be. I'd be curious to see if they're actually making accommodations for them and opening up some yeah, businesses. They probably will. Lighting up some things just to give it will. more of a note because it's also uh, a travel commercial for the area. Yeah, yeah. and it's too bad because it's a, it's a pretty lousy looking day yeah. film-wise. It's not going to be like bright and sunny and look cool. Well, maybe it'll be well, like, like a more sadder introspective episode. Or Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. In this story that There's I was... an ocean over there. <laughs> You grew up here, dude. What? Uh, I never looked that direction. <laughs> you always look the other, yeah, the other way? Yeah, at the bright lights. Okay. Uh, I like t-shirt places. So, uh, uh, the article that I read, the, the author said, keep an eye out for four black Mercedes Sprinter vans. Okay, so that's the production? This is, yeah, this is right. the, the equipment uh, crew. So, uh, keep an eye out for that and maybe you'll get a peek. At to the the bachelor. Do you think they'll play that song on there? Oh my! They would have to, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. All right, uh, one more quick story. Dustin Johnson and Paulina Gretzky are married. According to, you. according to multiple reports, the pro golfer and model actress tied the knot at Tennessee's luxurious Blackberry Farm on Saturday. Uh, Gretzky, who shares two kids with Johnson, uh, Tatum, who is seven, and River, who is four, reportedly walked down the aisle in a dress designed by Vera Wang, which she hinted at in an April 2021 Instagram photo in which she posed alongside and thanked the fashion designer. I love dress. Uh, Gretzky and Johnson's wedding festivities kicked off Thursday with an intimate dinner party. Uh-huh. Uh, guests later took snaps in a photo booth, all of which were marked with the newlyweds' names and their wedding date. So it was a little bit more reserved than you would have thought. Who, who was gearing up for the really audacious... Was it Brooklyn Decker? That was He had a big blowout, oh, I right? don't know. Uh, with his... Um, the. His fiance, now I guess now wife, is the father's a multi-billionaire or something like that. So they just do um, one of those things, Preston, where they actually put covers over to block helicopters. Oh, really? From the event that wow. big? Uh, it was her bachelorette party, Gretzky's daughter's bachelorette party, that introduced me to um, the tequila that she gave each one uh, of the people. And I actually, it was my friend's 40th over the weekend, and somebody gave her a bottle and they opened it. So I tried it at this party. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it was, but the, the top of this bottle, so all of the bottles are unique, I think. And right. the top of the bottle, for whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the reasoning behind it, but it's a bell. So oh. you you like twist it a little bit so it loosens it, yeah. and then you like ring the bell, I guess, after you do the shot. So like everyone was ringing the bell on this tequila bottle. Wow. Uh, by the way, Nick is pulling up video, Steve. This was not a reserved uh, wedding. Oh. This, a lot of money was spent. That's on, funny. On she was in a Vera Wang dress yeah. and everything. So. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, they're they're just rolling in money, obviously. So while Gretzky keeps most of the details surrounding the big day on a wrap, she did uh, take to her Instagram story and shared a few pictures from the nuptials, including a sweet handwritten note from her husband to be. It said, "Paulina, you are the love of my life. I'm counting the seconds until I marry you." Now I'm off to the driving range. They didn't have ice cream. No, I said, "I love you to the moon and back." X O Dustin. I love you three thousand. Uh, they began dating in early 2013 before announcing their engagement that summer. So they've been engaged for a long time. They had their first son, Tatum, in, in, two, in 2014, followed by River in 2017. But no, they just got maddied. All right. Um, ready to do some clips for Woo! you now, friend. Anthony Kerrigan plays a mobster with a passion for stand-up comedy in the HBO series Barry. In this clip, he explains the difficulty of his role. Here we go. It's not easy to kind of create these characters that, you know, are juxtaposed with having a very sunny disposition while also being a mobster who can torture people like that. You know, it's not an easy thing to pull off, but it's definitely all in the script. A uh, new episode of Barry airs Sundays, 10 p.m. on HBO and HBO Max. Here's the next clip. Uh, Makili Marone, I believe is how you pronounce the name, returns to star in the 365 Days sequel, 365 Days This Day. Uh, in this clip, the star of the erotic thriller explains his favorite parts of the film. Here we go. It was a challenge to, to, to you know, to, to play someone who's so totally different from you. That was one of the greatest memory that I had, you know, so going through the script. The second one is the amazing friendship that I that I had with Amon, Anna Maria. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> okay. Uh, 365 Days This Day streams on Netflix Wednesday. There's a ton of Netflix stuff that I, you know, I mean... Think of the bulk that exists on Netflix and the bulk of what you never watch. Oh, you yeah. Know, they, they, people say, like, I'm on there fairly often perusing, and, and somebody will bring up a show and go, Where, where's, what's that on? It's on Netflix. Really? Where? Yeah, yeah I'm the same way, well, There was, sir. like, that Judd Apatow movie, The Bubble. I it. was it. on my top ten for, yeah. like, one day, and thank goodness I watched it there because I haven't seen it since. Right, yeah. All right, and there you go. That's uh, Entertainment Report for you this morning, gang. Uh, we are setting our sights on money and tickets today as MMR Concert Cash returns your chance to win from our friends at AAA Distributor. So we'll do the first attempt a little less than an hour from now, so not too far away. Make sure you hang out with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay put. got to get my beard done like the great Pierre. <laughs> the Metal God meets the good citizen on WMMR.com. See Pierre Robert's conversation with Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Plus photos from their show from the Met Philadelphia. Click Studio Z. Um, you know what? I did notice a thing oh. or two over the weekend that I think... Oh, that's not the noticer. Are we noticing oh. new music? What? Why? I kind of like, like it. Though. I kind of like it. That's not bad either, right? The Noticer! Yeah, it's a little more... Out of the shadows and ready to look at things just for you. Hang on, I think Marissa's got the actual one that we use now. Hit it. There it is. Yeah, Feels like a warm coat. The old school Noticer. Welcome back, old Noticer thing. Thank you. Good to be back. Thank you. Alright, so a... and the music go? I know, it stopped abruptly. Alright, a... Uh, hey, you're not the Noticer. 
A never, there you are. A never-before-attempted aerial stunt, which yes. saw two cousins attempt to swap planes via skydive in midair, ended in failure. <laughs> Went perfect. Oh, Nobody no. got hurt. All right, so one of the aircraft uh, was out of control and, and crashed. So. Like, from the point of exiting the plane on the one, there were the two guys, they were going to jump out of the, the planes and then cross and... Switch planes. Control, switch so planes. They, 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 had, they had parachutes. They were going to each. They were two, each flying a plane. They were going to put it into a nose dive, a controlled nose dive. Turn off the engines. Jump out of the planes. Go to the other plane and then fly and land them. And uh, one of the planes started spiraling. Yes, and it started spinning. And so they it was like the other one guy made it into the other plane. The other right. guy couldn't. So well, they didn't successfully do that one plane crash. Also, the issue as you're as you're descending and going out, the plane is coming down. That prop on the front of the plane is spinning, and you know you. Well, could... they turn it off. They 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 shut the engines. Ah, off. I got you. Okay. So that's that's what they were doing. They so they were going to avoid that danger part of it. But they were they were putting it into a controlled dive because at that point you don't need any more power. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It uh, it did not uh, hold true the way they thought it was going to, and it spun. It started spinning, and uh, they had to bail on it. Farrington said it just went. Instead of stopping in that 90-degree dive, it kept going and got over on his back, uh, and it was just no chance at that point. So these were the two guys, their cousins, Luke uh, Akins and Andy Farrington. I was really, of course, it was like, this thing I was really looking to forward to over the weekend, and I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yes, this it. thing, this massive thing that they're doing, and it would have been cool if they they did do it. I wonder if they had have had the engine running, would would it have allowed? Uh, no, probably not, because you need someone at the at the at the wheel uh, to control it. But yeah, it just started doing that bizarre maneuver, and then yeah, they, they were get... supposedly setting the control so they they were going to be fixed, yeah, in place, and they, yeah. they had some kind of an air braking system or something like that. that I mean, when I've done it, down it's down very enough. difficult. I know when I know, tried. You yeah. know how yeah. complicated this can be. Uh, by the way, the the FAA said that it did not grant a safety exemption for the stunt, which was live streamed by Hulu, and it will now investigate. And it remains unclear what, if any, authority it had to prevent the flight. From wow. taking off and what consequences if organizers could now face? Because so. you know what they did with the other guy who did that they 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 rescinded his air his license. His You're talking about the guy that that yeah pulled the stunt where he jumped right. out and let the plane crash on purpose, right? Uh, claiming that uh, there was a malfunction with it. We thought for sure Red Bull would have gone and made sure that this was cleared with the FAA before they did it. Yeah, so they tried to pull it off, but they didn't manage to do it. So I don't know if they'll be able to do it again because of that or not. But, but Red Bull. Still gives you wings, right? They, they, yeah, they yeah, give yeah. you okay. your wings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Uh, what else did I notice? There was a, a study. I thought this was kind of fun. Uh, many people are naturals at flirting. Others struggle when it comes to chatting up potential dates. And now scientists from the University of Nicosia in Cyprus have revealed the 11 most off-putting flirting tactics which are deal breakers for All right, I want to hear this because this is going to come in handy for people who are back in the dating scene or just entering the dating scene. You want to know mistakes not to make. Yep. So uh, previous studies have suggested that people uh, vary considerably in their flirting skills with poorer flirters uh, more likely to be single. In their new study, the team aimed to further explore the variation in skills by identifying what constitutes a deal breaker in flirting. More than 200 200 participants competed, completed open-ended questionnaires about the flirting tactics that they find most off-putting. Their responses were then tested with a group of more than 700 separate participants 
who were asked to rate how off-putting they found these particular traits in a partner. And based on the results, the researchers identified the 11 key flirting deal breakers. And we'll start with this one. And, and I guess... I am the bachelor. I want to see your vagina. It's the number one, which is a slimy approach. Yes. Yeah. Right? So there you go, yeah. which would be exactly right, yeah. what you just like, said. Like a hackneyed saying, like, uh, um, did it hurt when you fell out of heaven yeah. or all that sort of... Hackney Wait, yeah, crap. but some of those could be like cute. That's not slimy. Like, like, there's like diff- I want you. Well, what, what did that guy say to you oh, in Nashville? I, I want, want you, girl. girl. I want you, girl. Ah, I screamed, and then he screamed, and we ran away from each other. But there's a difference between slimy and cheesy. Yeah, and yeah. like somebody who's yeah. being like cute or cheap. Like you know, yeah. like the guy who took the girl on the first date to Target. Like like cute. You know, what right. I mean? there, I, there's a complete difference between the two. There's no sliminess to taking somebody to Target, though, as a date. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was yeah. cute. If it's in yeah. the Target parking lot, yeah. you say something disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but I think a slimy approach would be a blatantly. Starting off with something sexual yeah. right off the bat, right, you know, right. uh, some kind of some. You've kind got of, a great rack. If, if, yeah. Either a, a pickup line that has right. to do with with uh, blatantly sexual, you know, something that a uh, you know that 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 stereotypical wolf whistle type of yes. approach, an immediate turn off, considered a slimy approach. All right, here's number two, a no brainer: bad hygiene. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so you can't flirt well if you smell bad. Apparently. Uh, lack of exclusive interest. Now, I don't know what the... I don't know. I have breakdowns of these definitions. Lack of exclusive interest? Oh, that means that you're not... Paying focused? direct attention to them? No, that you're still dating around. Like, uh, you're still dating uh, other people, and you're okay. obvious about it. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's funny. Well... But isn't that mostly the case? I think I think you... Like, I've done. I've had that where I've been straight up and, and, and have told people that I, you know... That I was dating, uh, dating other people, or not going out on dates, not involved with other people. But like once you've gone on a couple of dates with somebody, and then their profile is still on the dating app and they're uh, okay. still live, things right. like that. Maybe that's it. Yep. And by the way, this is flirting. This is not mm, sure. you know dating too. So this is just a, just the beginning stage. Just chit chat. This right. is just trying to see if there's something there. So this can be it's uh, before the Benadryl. Uh, Off putting number four on the list. It says different views. What okay. the hell does that mean? I, d- I don't know. Uh, like maybe political views or, or like yeah, views, impor- family. Or just button scenic views? Yeah. Or scenic views. Not I don't even look at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look at the ocean. Uh, lack of intelligence is number six. <laughs> so if you're just Stop stupid. eating your fingers. <laughs> what if they're both stupid, though? I mean, like, shouldn't we... <laughs> Yeah, right. Should we, we encourage that? <laughs> I, I There's would, somebody for everybody. I'd yeah. say it's a relative term. Right. One person's stupid. Right. Maybe another one's brilliant. Yep. So you never I know. I found my Alfred Einstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number seven is narcissism. So it's a yeah. massive turnoff, K- Kathy. So uh, and Marissa, in, in the flirting stage, there is a line between self confidence and confident and. Douche. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and so what, what would you say is the most easily? Oh, it's just you. You know it immediately, right? Oh God. Well, yeah, like yeah. A, between yeah. confidence and douchiness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So flirtation, though, I guess in, in narcissism would be, hey, let's talk about you. Yeah. By talking about me. Yeah. But enough you know about I mean? me. But what do you think about me? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a, like I mean that's a big one too, right? Like somebody who constantly talks about themselves, you know, and doesn't, and maybe even asks you a question, lets you respond for a little bit, and then it wraps right back around to them. Yeah, and and the things they've done and and what they own and stuff like that. Yeah. I bet yeah. you all would, would trying to show off. agree with this, off. that when you go out like with, with other people, other couples or anything, I, I love to ask 
about what they have going on. You know what I'm saying? I like to always be... I find it interesting to talk to and find out about people, and so I think a good um, a good flirtation would be this person legitimately interested in me. There, you know, that, that's a nice it's a nice way to open up communication and forward something along, possibly before you comment on their rack. Here's an interesting <laughs> text. Now, this is this is dating. This is different than flirting. But somebody wrote slimy approach. I had a guy uh, who was saying bye to me at the end of the night and said, "But I'll never see you again." We should have sex. Oh, okay. So, come on. She just wrote gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, But she did. A female friend uh, who dated a guy three or four times, right? And it never worked out. And he kept pursuing her. And she, uh, she was... Probably overly polite. She, okay. didn't, she didn't reject him outright, and so maybe strung him along, but never committed to, to doing anything. And so finally, at one point, he changed his approach to, okay, if we're not going to date, can we just have a purely physical relationship? <laughs> can we just have sex? And she was like, no. no right? They, they never had sex ever, not once. So he was trying... I mean, I guess I give him credit for uh, innovation, but he, like, yes. he was trying to shift from, we're not going to date, we're not going to fall in love, we're not going to get married... Maybe we just bang. In college, there was a friend of mine who uh, did the "I'm going to go f- go for bulk" and 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 just keep asking and asking until I sure. eventually. Get, and he and it did. It Sometimes worked. that works, yeah. man. Nick, the the guy though with with your friend here. Uh, I think he was attempting the Hail Mary. I think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Go long. Go yeah. long. I'm going to go long on this. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah. God willing, you'll catch this. Right. And nobody caught it. No, and nobody it caught the it. Like, yeah, we always used to joke, press, we drive around and go to different events, and they're the woman on the corner, look, I'm normally not this way. Right, right, right. But if we don't act it, on this right now. We'll regret it for the rest of our lives. All right. So uh, of the 11 flirting tactics to avoid, another one is uh, lack of humor and self-esteem. Right, and I mean, you know, that's just a, naturally. You just some people are not funny, are not funny, or, or don't have much self esteem. Uh, another one says excessive intimacy. Okay, people <laughs> oh, so that try to get too intimate too quickly, like if you come yeah. up from behind them and no. cheese curl them, no, or, no, well, maybe, but I mean, that probably falls. in Tokyo. <laughs> no, no, I think like. Um, Wanting to be really intimate with somebody way too quickly. Yes. You or haven't built quickly, up to it. Not too quickly, but all of the time. It says excessive. All right. And well, then, this is in the flirting stages. I, so, this, Yeah. How, is, how are you flirting and there's excessive intimacy? Yeah. I'm, I'm now having issues with this yeah, list. Yeah. This Go list through. sucks. So listen to the next one. Number 10 is poor looks. <laughs> Oh right. If you're ugly, yeah. you're not going to be a flirt. good. Don't flirt. Just well, don't even try. Oh, get out of Maybe here. Maybe excessive oh. intimacy means like putting your hand immediately on on someone else's hand, or or rubbing their you know their arm or shoulders. Yeah. Maybe that, that, at that level, because you're right, Preston. If you put this contextually in flirting, and, where, where would intimacy come into that? And by the way, poor that poor look should not be no. on this list. I've no. certainly seen people that I I would not consider to be attractive, but are fun. Flirty conversationalist, that's, you know that's what I mean? Terrible. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe. that's the only way I got a wife. Maybe, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe it's not dirtiness, but just kind of like it looks like you haven't taken care of yourself. No, no, no. Bad hygiene was oh, number bad, two oh. on the list. So this, right, this is mind. totally different. This is this means this means unattractive. If you're ugly, don't don't flirt. do not whatever you do, don't flirt. <laughs> you have no chance, loser. Just, <laughs> Just wait for someone to throw you a pity F and yeah, hang yeah, out. Yeah. Otherwise, Just accept who you are. Excuse me, can I get a hand drop? That's terrible. Oh my. <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous. Well, you look right. like an elephant. And then the last one is stinginess. 
Yes. That's, that's a good one. How that are you going to know if someone's stingy when, when they're, they're just flirting? flirting? Well, right. on a date. if you're out on a date and you're seeing, and they break out the tip calculator and say, okay, who had the nachos? <laughs> but that's not, this, you know, we're talking about flirting. I think they've, I think they've, um, Mixed up the word here, flirting. They've it conflated should, it. You're exactly it should maybe right. go with dating. Dating, you're yeah. Exactly. Or at least initial dating. Because uh, flirting is just fun banter, right? It's just, it's playful. Um, and it's to see if, if you have... Guess what's in my pants. Some kind yeah. of a uh, um, uh, a rapport, you know, a little back and forth. Right. And, and if you can kind of play that little back and forth game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was one of the biggest flirts in high school. It was listed in the yearbook. Really? <laughs> really? You, the superlatives named you as flirtiest. I, I wasn't the, the number one. Like, our superlatives, there was, like, one main person, and then there were three people named under it. I was one of the three <laughs> named under so it. So did you believe that was a fair assessment? Oh, yeah. I okay. was, like, the biggest flirter ever. I never hooked up with anybody or right, did right. anything, but I would flirt with everybody. Uh, did one of your friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some yeah. people refer yeah, to you yeah. as a flirt. <laughs> CT. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, you had one of your former uh, friends. Thank you for never following oh, through. Yeah, yeah. My, yes, that's right. He, he um, uh, I was texting him. It was a guy I dated in high school, and uh, I said, "How you know? How's everything going?" We didn't, you know yeah. talked to each other in a while. He actually helped us out with wigs for kids. He, oh, he used okay, to, yeah. yeah he used, his company used to donate. Um, and so I, anyway, I asked him how he was doing. He sent me a picture of his daughter, and she's beautiful. She's absolutely Good. gorgeous, blonde, and she was dressed up going to some sort of you know dance or something. Right. And he goes, "How do you think I'm doing? This is my daughter," and he goes, "I have a." new appreciation for your prudeness in high school. I said, see, I was doing my parents a favor. He goes, I know that now. There you go. Funny. Yes. I was the pawn in a very cute flirting interaction over the weekend. I was at a wedding okay. and somebody uh, was in from out of town. I had met them the first um, on the dance floor and he turns to me and he's like, oh my gosh, we should be Instagram friends. Um, and hands me his phone. He's like, put your information in. And so I type in my information. Yeah. I hit follow. And then he did the same thing to another friend of mine. He turned to him and he went, oh, you should give me your information as well, uh, too. And I kind of saw it and I was like, he did not want my information uh, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was yeah. using it to get well, somebody else's information. Because he knew you were with someone already, right? Yes. And so, yeah, that's a perfect way to play it. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, that's I was a good... the safety it's a good play. It's kind of clever. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Good. I like that. Or it really beats the van across the street. Yeah, yes. that can be <laughs> suspicious. This is where she lives. So, women were found to be more sensitive to almost all eleven deal breakers on this list than men. Uh, and they, uh, the uh, researcher said, one reason is that women carry a larger portion of the obligatory uh, parental investment of child rearing, like innately. Uh, so they face a higher risk than men if they make a mistake in mate choice. I think your I think your classification of this list is being uh, it's not yeah. ref, not refined enough. There are too many things that don't apply to the flirtatious stage. Were you a good flirter in your dating years? I was decent. Yeah. I was better. Listen, and this is why I'm in radio. Because on the phone, yeah. I could talk a great game. Yeah, yeah. In person, I pretty much crumbled. Right. And so uh, that's why I'm great on a microphone right. and not, not face-to-face with no, other people. I hear. And I think, I think I started my radio career actually on the telephone oh with gosh. girls that I was interested in. And then I would just crumble <laughs> in person. I think I got, I got confident because mm. so many of my friends... Um, Early on, were were women, or you know, like I had a lot of female friends, and mm-hmm. so I had sort of the um, the information one would need to go forward. Uh, by the way, this text says, "Really, the girl who batted her eyes and drank for free at the Rat was a flirt." <laughs> 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 yeah. 
100%. God. Oh, well, how much oh, you would the, old days. Oh, the good old days. You would literally go out and not spend a dime, right? I would go out with like sometimes I would go out with like a few bucks. I'm not kidding you. Like <laughs> like $5 was the most in my pocket. I, but I listen, I was I had a friend. I was working yeah. with my friend who was the bartender. And so okay. she would like lure guys in and be like, hey, see my friends over there? You should buy them drinks. You know, totally. give a little wave, get a drink, and then, you know, <laughs> flirt with them for a little bit. Oh, like, she's, oh, she's kind of pretty. I think I'll do it. Bye-bye. All right. Well, anyhow, yeah, this list I'm is... Out <laughs> All right, I noticed some other things. Let me get to this one. Uh, this is pretty cool. A Pennsylvania man joined the ranks of the video gaming elite. Yeah. By becoming one of only 11 people worldwide to achieve a perfect score in the classic arcade game Pac-Man. So when you saw this story, I was amazed for a couple of things, but one of them that only 11 people, yeah. for as long as this game has been out, yeah. has have achieved a perfect score. Uh, Jake Goldberg is his name, and uh, he competed. He completed all 256 levels of the 1980 arcade game in four hours, 12 minutes, and racked up 3,333,360 points, which is the highest score possible in the game. So in the, uh, <clears throat> in the book, Ready Player One, not the movie, in the book, there's a very detailed account of Wade... Uh, going through and completing a perfect game, right. and and they go through uh, the very specifics. And and uh, uh, Klein, the the author, is a, is a big time video game nerd, so he knew specifically exactly what you need to do uh, to get a perfect game, and that includes not only getting all of the uh, 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 of the dots and the power pills, but you have to get every single ghost as it changes. You know, to that it's when you crazy. hit that power pill. Every single piece of fruit, and there are certain little um, maneuvers that you can do to kind of hide out and avoid getting uh, killed, and, and they're, they're little secrets. How addicted were you to Pac-Man when it came I out? was not. I, Pac-Man was not my game. I, I was. I, I okay. loved it. Yeah. And, I was more Asteroids. Uh, that yeah. was my game. But yeah. uh, And then when the other games came along, like Donkey Kong, but I didn't get deep, deep into Pac-Man. But I knew people, obviously, you would go to an arcade. Sure, yeah. It'd be like a line of ten of them because everybody was playing them. I, I actually preferred when everything against each other is laid out. I would say I Ms. Pac-Man, I enjoyed the gameplay a little bit more. I liked, uh, they eventually came out with a Super Pac-Man. Yeah. That was uh, that was actually my favorite one. But uh, yeah, Ms. Pac-Man was a cool game as well. Hang on, we have a variety of Pac-Man themes here. Ooh, that's not that's from our, that's Atari. Uh oh yeah, Pac-Man regular. Here we go. This is what we're looking for probably. There you go. <laughs> that's the game. So Twin Galaxies, the record keeping organization for video games, said Goldberg is one of only eleven people in the world to have achieved the perfect score in Pac-Man. Uh Goldberg said he is aiming to get the highest possible score in the game Galaga. Galaga. A feat that would take more than 16 consecutive hours to achieve. Wow. Now, I don't know where in PA this guy is from. It didn't say in the story. I don't know if he's from our general area or not. Do you know what? I still honestly, like, um, <laughs> classic Pong and classic Tetris are still... I can still enjoy those and just yep. sit there and you know and and uh, and waste time with those. I like Galaga. That's a that's definitely a yeah. fun game. I play. I have it at home. I play it from time to time. Uh, what Ro- gets played on your on your console the most? Your Robotron. 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 Robotron uh, Twenty eighty six. I think is yeah. the, the name of it. But anyhow, 
Uh, yeah, that's the one that I like to play the most. And then we play, um, uh, we play Dragon's Lair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, those are the ones that I, I, I gravitate to. What's funny, so I have a game emulator, which has all, all these classic games on it like that. What you realize after going through several of them is there's not a lot of variety in the games. They're all, most of them, there's like three basic types of game that you can play. Right, they're all, all built on the same similar. engine. Yeah. yeah. Jake Goldberg, Kathy Romano, is from Bucks County. Oh! Preston. Ladies and Preston. gentlemen. <laughs> Bucks Code just got 10 points. Hey! Bucks County wow. wins 10 points. Wait, let me see if this is the right sound effect. Yes. <laughs> Bucks County has just received 10 points. All right, and Casey's not here for that either, so we don't have to oh hear him God. bitching about it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so oh. it is now uh, 65 to 80 uh, with Delco in the lead. Closing the gap. Closing the gap. So that is definitely... Where in Bucks County does it say... Oh, shoot, I just I closed the article. Sorry. Uh, Nick? Mm-hmm. I'll find it. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, he broke the record, and he is going to move on to uh, Galaga. So that's a, that's a huge achievement. Oh, all right. Uh, let me see what else we noticed from the... More from the noticer. Yeah. He's noticed some pretty good stuff. Is this going to be a continuation or a disappointment? Um, I noticed this one. Uh, a 13-year-old boy from Minnesota will soon earn his bachelor's degree from college with a major in physics and a minor in math. Well, say he's a smart little feller. 13 years old. <laughs> Elliot Tanner is maintaining a 3.78 grade point average at the University of Minnesota and is participating in undergraduate research while also tutoring classmates. Did you... All right, so this uh, obviously, um, you know, gifted in, 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 in many ways. Did you ever go to school with someone who was on a super fast track, like a, a really... Not skipping grades, yeah. but but I, I, you know, I, I was friends with, uh, you know, valedictorians right. and stuff like that. But now, There was uh, a kid who skipped two grades uh-huh. and was like, in fact, I think eventually he just cycled out. He was, okay. he, it was nothing was challenging at the school for him. Yep. Yeah, I, there were two kids that I went to high school with. Um, one got like I forget what the SAT scores were at the time, right, but right. like he essentially got one wrong on the SAT, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other was our valedictorian. You know, complete straight A's. He went on to be a doctor. Right. And, right. Uh, so he said, uh, I've been an incredible, I have an incredible passion for physics, and it's been one of my favorite things to do. He eventually wants to become a professor of physics and a high energy energy theoretical physicist. So he's 13? He's 13 At 13, I was eating mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were good at it. Yeah. Be El- the best mud eater you can yeah. be, my mother would say. Elliot's, well, she wanted to be supportive. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I he eats mud. This uh, is my son, Steve. <laughs> Do you like your own nut? No, I find it. (laughs) He's like a truffle pig. Uh, His mom said, people who hear Elliot's story say he doesn't get to be a kid or he grew up too fast, but he's still very much a a kid, and the only difference is he goes to school in a different building. Uh, Besides being on the verge of graduating, he has been accepted into the University of Minnesota's physics PhD program. Jesus. He's 13. Yeah. He finished high school in two years, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, Oh, at... Nine, I think, or something like that, or 10, Many, 11 years old. There's a difference between finishing and being finished with. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Many of us had the other. Uh, yes, I was yeah. finished with high school <laughs> before my senior year. Uh, now his parents are trying to figure out uh, how to pay for, you know, the uh, uh, the postgraduate school and all that stuff. Right, right. 13 years old. He's just a, 
insanely brilliant. You know, I, one I, of those. There was I was watching footage of uh, a, a woman, um, and she was on the uh, on Letterman, and I forget her name. She was kind of a, 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 a celebrated, almost like a pop culture figure, and she at the time was the smartest human on earth. And she, do, do you remember this no. woman? Okay, and um, she. Um, so there was a lot that she was very uh, wonderful about her. She was an engaging conversationalist. But you always had the perception that almost like Dr. Manhattan Preston, that she was also in another room. Yeah. You know, somewhere else. Right, yeah, somewhere else. And she could Mars. dismantle you with yeah, her yeah, mind. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, actually rip your physical right. being apart I think by you, using her mind. I think you have to be. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if your brain operates that way, especially if you're doing, you know, if, what these kids trying to do, right. a professor in physics or, or a math mathematician, you know, professionally or whatever, like your brain is always in the back of your head thinking. Running. Well, it's you're just like, all right, what am I solving right now? And and if that thing that I haven't solved yet, uh, how do I solve it? I think that's kind of how you become that level of genius is that you're not operating in the same plane that the rest of us are. It's got to be hard as, as, I think it's as a brilliant somebody young and brilliant like that. I watched uh, the video of this kid and he, he seems content, but he, you can tell from the way he speaks, his manner of speaking, uh, that he is beyond his years. Yeah, and and that's got to be hard for somebody who's. Who, who probably can't find another kid to relate with. You know what I mean? Right. He, he seemed, especially when he was levitating that SUV with his mind, right. he, seemed, right. he seemed stressed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you could see there was an underlying <laughs> sadness yeah. uh, in him there. But uh, anyhow, he's 13, and he is uh, going to be a physics professor more than likely. It's wild. Um, you know what? I was I was going to do one more, but no, I'm looking at the clock. We've got to take a break because we have... The concert cash to keep in mind. So, no more noticer. We got to wrap that segment up. But Come thank on, you. Bye bye. Bye bye, Mister Announcer. It's been nice to see you. Uh, as we take a break, a reminder that yes, concert cash is coming up when we return. Your chance to win five hundred dollars and MMRBQ tickets. So you do not want to miss that. We'll get bizarre file stories coming up too. That's on the way next. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. All right, the word is work. W-O-R-K. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry will win $500 in this company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. And winners will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. Sponsored by AAA Distributor. So the word I will give you once again, work. W-O-R-K. It's yours. Come and get it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on-site. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com. Uh, we'll begin with a disturbing story out of New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey man will stay behind bars after he was charged with attempted murder for allegedly running down a woman at least three times in a road rage incident caught yeah. on video. Vincent Jean was ordered held without bail last week for the incident in Elizabeth uh, that was filmed by a neighbor's surveillance camera. The footage showed a car on a residential street backing up before chasing a woman onto a front lawn where she slips and falls in front of the oncoming vehicle. Neighbors said that the 56-year-old Jean was backing up on a one-way street to avoid traffic at a light during the Tuesday morning rush hour and hit a woman's car in an intersection. Apparently, the minor crash upset upset the man so much he began following her in his vehicle. Uh, police and prosecutors allege that Gene began pursuing the woman after she had began taking pictures of his car as he tried to flee. He allegedly drove over the victim after she fell down, then backed up and drove over her again. Um, according to a witness, a gentleman named Isaac, he said he ran over her three times. Seconds after the first hit, a school bus showed up and blocked the driver, according to the witness. It was at this point that the driver turned around and allegedly plowed into the victim again. Prosecutor said that Gene then sped away as he left uh, the woman on, injured on the ground. Neighbors called 911 as Isaac and his wife ran over to help the woman. He said, as my wife put a blanket on her to keep her warm, it was raining and the grass was wet, she told my wife, thank you. So she was able to talk. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, prosecutor's office uh, charged Gene with attempted murder. Another offense is a few hours later, police said they found Gene sitting in his damaged SUV a few miles from the scene. The 23-year-old woman was taken to the hospital in critical condition and suffered multiple broken bones. I'm curious what her condition yes, is now. Yes, yeah. But the fact that she Normal. was on, on uh, grass at the time probably helped, helped yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. A passenger was arrested after deploying a plane's emergency slide while on the tarmac <laughs> at New York's airport at a New York airport. Uh, Cynthia McKnight, a 24-year-old from Sacramento, is charged with disorderly conduct. The plane, which was scheduled to travel from Buffalo to Chicago was forced to return to its gate shortly after pushback because of a disruptive passenger. I'm blowing this taco stand. Well, before the plane could reach the jet bridge, McKnight allegedly opened the boarding door, <laughs> deployed to the emergency slide, and then she used the slide to exit the airplane onto the tarmac. I you mean, can't, can't who hasn't that. wanted to I do want that? I want to, desperately. But yeah. you can't do that. No. Yeah, at the, least you have to ask. The individual was quickly apprehended by local law enforcement and has been placed on Americans' internal internal refuse list pending further investigation. By the way, Preston, we're looking at a picture of this slide deployed, and it looks different than the ones you always see in the movies that have, like, um, that's like side guards to keep you from falling off. This yeah. just looks like a straight... It's probably a smaller plane. It was Well, it was going from Buffalo to Chicago, but it, I, you know, it may not have been yeah. one of those really big ones. Uh, following the incident, the plane was taken out of service, and all of the passengers were rebooked on alternate flights. I think when they book tickets, I'm going to ask what kind of slides they have. Please do. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Outside of the Magic Kingdom, Orange County Sheriff's deputies confronted Quincy Campbell, who was caught with a gun hanging around his neck going through security. This is to get into Disney World, okay? Yeah. So he's wearing a gun around his neck. Hey, that's a nice gun! He was already in trouble, and that's when Campbell pulled a plastic baggie from his pocket and thrust the contents into his mouth as deputies tried to stop him. Deputies ordered Campbell to spit it out, but Campbell kept chewing, and they could see a chalky white substance around his mouth. (laughs) Wow! He doesn't know what Disneyland's about, does he? Campbell insisted, I swallowed a piece of gum. That's what he said. 
Deputies didn't believe him. Campbell of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, was charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, destruction of evidence, and possession of cannabis. Uh, Campbell had gone through the bag check when Disney security realized he had a gun in a black bag around his neck. He told deputies that he was holding on to the gun for his sister, who has a concealed weapons <laughs> license. Campbell is an ex-felon. He did not have a gun permit. So this is my first time to Disney. They didn't let you bring guns and drugs, don't they? Uh, Campbell <laughs> then stated that he didn't think anything of the weapon. He just grabbed the bag, and the situation escalated. Campbell got agitated, pulled out a plastic bag with an unknown content. Deputy uh, deputy grabbed his arm. Somehow with his right hand, Campbell pulled out the bag. A struggle with the deputies ensued, and Campbell put the bag in his mouth. Deputies ordered him to spit it out, but he kept pushing and pulling. One deputy said that he put his hand around Campbell's neck and then held on to Campbell's head to keep him from escaping and swallowing whatever was in the bag, but he still swallowed it anyway. Hey, Campbell, you just got arrested at Disney World. Where are you going now? Uh, to jail! He was taken to the emergency room to make sure that he was okay and transported to jail. Authorities found leftover chalky white substance on the ground where the uh, fight happened and collected it as evidence to analyze it. The initial report uh, didn't reveal their findings as of yet. That's amazing. All right, here's another amusement park story. Experiencing a roller coaster for the first time is probably one of the most thrilling and exciting experiences that a guest could have. And while seeing themselves involved in an accident is the last thing going through their minds, there's always a possibility that something unexpected could happen, especially when riding a high-speed roller coaster. Unfortunately, one guest recently suffered a disgusting incident while riding the Iron Guazi at Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida. Mm. A recently a Redditor posted a picture where they mentioned uh, witnessing a guest relieving themselves. They crapped their pants <laughs> on the high-speed coaster, and they crapped all over the coaster. Wow. Because I'm sure they were wearing shorts. Yeah. You know. was, it, was it hitting other passengers they as well? They didn't indicate. The picture doesn't really show anything graphic. The only thing seen are the ride operators handling the situation Jeez. and the attraction cart. However, the original poster used a more explicit way to describe the situation. They also commented recognizing the great job ride operators did at handling this uncomfortable situation and a frustrating experience a couple of cycles before. I think I would just jump at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I, need yeah, to, I need to end it. Before yeah. we pull into the station because forget it. But listen, they, they, they could have had a stomach ache or who yeah. knows what, but they let fly. While on a roller coaster of all places. Well, what if you're also, this one does not appear to be one that does a loop, but what if you were on a loop coaster? Yeah. Yeah. I, the centrifugal force would probably hold it in. You would hope. In the, uh, yeah. yeah, in the car and wouldn't uh, hit, you know, if you're, in the, if you're in the front, it wouldn't hit the people in the back. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you never know. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for now. A reminder, you got about mm, five, six minutes left. Uh, to enter the word work, W-O-R-K, for the MMR Concert Cash Giveaway. So, again, the word is work, W-O-R-K. And, by the way, we're going to be one short on the contest today because there's a Flyers game that we're carrying tonight. So, that 8 o'clock one is not going to take place. So, take advantage of each and every one of these that we have for today. We'll be back in just a moment. WMMR proudly presents the return of Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids, Monday, May 2nd. Hey, everyone, we're back, so get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. It's for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. Two locations this year, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Make sure you have at least 12 inches, preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. And with what's left, the amazing stylist from Gravity 
longevity, and David Arnold Hair Salons will craft you a great new do. All donors get a gift bag of products from True Beauty Concepts. So go to PrestonAndSteve.com for ponytail guidelines to ensure you have a minimum of 12 inches, but preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. Then make your appointment to join us May 2nd. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. There was an interesting article that came out uh, with, uh, it was in BuzzFeed a little while back, and um, I wanted to kind of explore this a little bit. The, the title is 35 Very Specific Things You Saw Every Single Time You Went to Your Grandma's House. <laughs> and I remember, and obviously this was pre-video games and all that stuff, when I was a kid, when I would be at my grandparents' house and I would have like all day by myself just wandering around. I mean, there were other people in the house, but there was no other kids to play with. and Nothing for you to do. I I needed to fill time. I had to kind of just find things to get into and do. So I would do a lot of just going through dresser drawers and and just, you know, whatever. Just just nosing around. And I remember things... Like playing with my grandfather's old shoe shine kit. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Did they so, have the buffer thing too that like spun two not ways? Not that, not the okay. electrical one, but like the brushes yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and all. And obviously, I'd get into the shoe polish itself, <laughs> which is a total mess. But I remember things like that. Marissa, you brought in uh, for show and tell uh, the old adding machine. Uh-huh. With the hand crank and all that stuff, that my grand, my other grandparents, they had one of those. I would always play with that. Well, I clearly remember. There are certain things that you would have. Like I remember my um, and so my grandparents passed away, you know, years and years ago. But they were. Um, I remember going to the house enough. Their various houses. They lived in Staten Island and then Flagler Beach, Florida. And the thing I remember, Preston, is they had that old style TV remote. With right. like a button on and off, and like one thing that would manually turn turn the dial, and the thing looked like like a what in Star Trek they had those tricorders. It looked it was that freaking big, right. and that was a big big thing at my grandparents' house. So here are here are some items, and feel free. I w- I would like to hear from you guys listening two one five two six three WMMR. Uh, like this one says, an old vacuum cleaner from at least 1979 that had one of those really big bags the that bag. filled right. up, right? Yep. With and, air and got really warm whenever she used it. Also, and when and when it would develop a small tear, you it would be like a fog machine coming out of it because we'd blown the dust right out that vent. Mm-hmm. My aunt kept my grandmother's, and she used it um, for a haunted house that she would have at her house. <laughs> it was like part of their haunted house was this old vacuum with the bag on the back of it. Oh my god. Nice. I remember playing with the sewing machine. Sewing machine. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know why. It's <laughs> you, it was fascinating to me. During visiting time, if your parents were there to visit and you were, you know, you as you said, there were no other kids around. Unless you had cousins or whatever. But if they were not, you had to play with the house. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. You had to find things. I got an example for you for that, Steve, because uh, I have two younger brothers. And right. so when we would go to my, this is my dad's parents' house, my mom, uh, my, my grandmother on that side, she was the one that said the cassette player. Right. So it's that family. And uh, they had a laundry chute. Now, oh, oh, dude, that's a home run. It's pretty much an indoor yeah. slide. And yeah. you can you can send things down. And if you're really adventurous, you can send things back up. And so we would play with that. Send your brother for down. Hours. Yes, Josh was small enough at the time. <laughs> could try to cram him in, which was always discouraged. But, like, uh, that was that was entertainment for, oh, I don't dude. know, two hours, three hours. That's pretty cool. You would, you would send your action figures down Absolutely. through that. Absolutely. Like, you know, Luke Skywalker. Yes. Where's he going? Yeah, he's, he's going, going down, down the, the shoot. shoot. Hell yes. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> we would always have like this. I don't remember like going through their stuff or anything like that, but I remember um, like we would always have treats over there. They were always the same. We had vanilla wafers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. There was always a bowl. What about butterscotch candies? Um, candies. Yeah. yeah. There was like an old, you know, bowl of candies that no right. one really Hard candies wanted. that would mold into one big yeah. piece. And then yes. Like eventually. It's like, yes. a, it's like a sedimentary rock. Wait, and then I, just, and then I remember going through, my grandmother always had a change purse. So, like, that was the fun. I was like, let me go through your change purse and see how many quarters you have in there. Was it one, was it actually a, 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 one of those rubber ones that when you open and close it would look like a mouth? Like a pop. No, hers was yeah. almost like a, I forget what they call it, but like a mini purse where it okay, had like yeah. a snap thing at the yep. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. where I keep my cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my grandfather had a coin collection, so that was something to like that look That is at. interesting. That was right. okay, yeah. But um, Kathy, my grandmother would serve uh, for whatever reason. Flat 7-Up. because Flat uh, soda. Yeah. We had flat soda yeah. every time we went there. Why, Why was it flat? Old people at that time really loved flat soda. What, what the flat hell? Soda. Why was it no carbonation? Yep. Uh, here's a couple other examples, and we'll go to some phone calls. Uh, this one says, a 1980s dustbuster that you would always yep. end up oh, playing yeah. with. The dustbuster. You may use that as a toy. That could be like a laser gun. <laughs> you know, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was like something that my, my, my grandmother was in entertainment, so she had, you know, she, she, she taught... Uh, ta- uh, dance and 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 uh, music. So in her basement, Preston, she had a full xylophone. Oh wow! And like, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Was all, I wasn't allowed to go play with it, but I did every now and then. Uh, this other uh, posting says a fridge covered with magnets, but specifically the fruit and vegetable ones, <laughs> which were that. actually more decorative than anything else, since they were sucky magnets and wouldn't hold anything to the fridge. <laughs> Also, do you remember the um, the giant uh, wooden spoon and fork? Yes. Some people would have those. Yep. Displayed on against wall. on the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of an older generation thing. Like with plates. Uh, Decorative uh, fur- plates. Furniture covered in plastic has to be on there. There's another one that says, uh, drinks and condiments inside the fridge that had clearly been in there for decades, <laughs> but that she said were still good and refused to throw out. There's your flat soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's your flat soda. Exactly. Um, oh, here's another one. <laughs> and also in her fridge, grandma's fridge, Lots of Cool Whip and Country Crock oh containers God, yes. that have all types of food in it except whipped cream and butter. Yep. My, so there, there was makeshift Tupperware. Yeah. When yeah. my mom passed away and we were clearing out everything in, in the house and, and, you know, just kind of giving a big clean. Uh, in She would take Carvel ice cream containers and she would make gravy in advance because she was a southern cook. And we had like 10 Carvel containers of frozen gravy in the refrigerator. It was at, hilarious. At my grandmother's house, she always used to do uh, the Folgers instant coffee because it was just her, so right, she yeah. would make one cup at a time. So all of those Folgers cans turned into what the nails went in. <laughs> oh, there you go. All yeah. the brick brack, brick brack. Yeah, I remember coffee those. cans for nails. My yeah. dad had that, yeah. Let me go to uh, Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Oh. Thanks, man. What's up, Michael? Well, uh, two things. Well, uh, one about myself, but but one as part of my profession. I, I've been a nurse for over 30 years, uh, specialized in geriatrics, uh, worked at, like, say, the Philadelphia Corporation for Aging for, for years, and always would go into the seniors' homes and ask if we could look in their medicine cabinet, and there was always... Uh, a, a standard. Okay. You had the, ru- you had the rusted can of Barbasol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You had that little thing to make the uh, like the the cream, you know, the, the the little container with the little brush for shaving. Okay. Right. Yep. 
the straight razor with the screw bottom with the rusted blade still <laughs> sitting there making a stain inside the Rust cabinet. is big with the, uh, with the, yes, the older computer. People don't remember those kind yeah. of razor blades where you actually had to take the blade out and then screw it back in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My favorite was when they had the very early uh, electric shavers that look more like instruments of death than they did um, uh, something that we would use nowadays. The blades just were scary. Yeah. But that, and then of course my favorite was the medication with hand typed labels that had been in there so long it had gone from pill to powder to a mist, back to powder, and back to a pill again. Like, <laughs> it had gone through nine half-lives. Yeah, no, that sounds uh, exactly yeah, accurate. It. Yeah, I love it. myself, going to see my grandparents who lived in Florida, we always had the hot dogs and the freezer-burned crinkle fries. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> freezer-burned, yeah. The, the way of entertaining myself was I would steal one of my grandfather's white undershirts Dental floss and 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 pennies, and I would make parachutes and throw them off the second floor. <laughs> of the That's, That's great. Yes, very creative. All right, Michael. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know what I most vividly remember? Um, no, most clearly remember. Um, from my grandparents' house was not anything in their house, but what we used to do over there. And for whatever reason, I was like a big, you know, I was like an actress when I was younger. Yeah. I like to pretend and all this stuff. And I would make my brother pretend that we were hitchhiking because my grandparents lived in an apartment. So there was like, you know, where you would park. My mom would like let us walk down the street before she got to the main road. And so I would pretend we were hitchhiking and we didn't know my parents. And my brother was so little at the time and he used to cry and be like, no, that's our mom. And I'd be like, no, it's not. We're hitchhiking. We're getting in with strangers. So you'd play with the neighborhood. Yeah. Wow! I would make yeah, so I would make my mom, uh, you know, drive past us, and I'd like wave her down with my thumb out. Wow, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, I will go next to uh, okay. Let me go to Paul. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Good what, morning. What's up, Paul? Oh, MMR rocks, Paul. Oh, thanks. Me. Appreciate it, man. Hey, look, look. I'm old school for sure. Okay, but what I remember. At my grandparents' house, man, they lived in the country. They lived in Blackwood, New Jersey, a long time ago. All right. And we actually, they actually had a a well in the house. Whoa! Oh my god, that's awesome! A well. Yeah, well, inside. I mean, when we wanted water, we would have to go to the well, which was just offside the kitchen, and it was a well that we had to let the bucket down and what? bring it up, dude. And and <laughs> use water like that, and that's what I always remembered about my grandparents' house. Paul, wow. I'd be I'd be I'd be amazed as a kid. I'd be amazed now to see that 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 old school. Did you end up playing with that a lot? Oh, uh, say that again, please. Did you end up playing with the well a lot? Because I mean, well, it's a freaking well. Uh, yeah, I mean, trust me, man. I mean, it was a and the, and the water was ice cold. Yeah. The water was ice cold. Probably from a cold every spring. Time we needed water, we would go down and go right outside the kitchen, let the bucket down, <laughs> bring it back up, and use the water as we needed it. That's amazing. Man. So, so what, there was no, so that there was no plumbing in the house then, right? Or was that just an ancillary? Was that? I mean, it was yeah, actual? So pl- was I'm there- telling you, I'm telling you, I'm I'm seventy years of age. Yeah. So when we went down to our grandparents' house. We had to go to an outhouse, which was off the house a ways, and the whole setup. Oh, that's um, wild, man. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing I truly, truly remember was that there was a well 
That in the house. Well, That's that, a great story. That might have been the Paul. height of like uh, of oh, well is in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we my grandparents didn't have a, a well in their house, but they but they had a sump pump that I was terrified of. <laughs> It was it was in a corner of this dingy, yeah. musty, dark basement. They've got a it, robot down there. It would make noises, yeah. and it was it just looked imposing to me. And I thought, I seriously thought that it like went to hell or something like that. <laughs> that it went that there were demons in there or well, something like that. Like um, Amityville 3D has a, a, near the sump pump, there was a hole that went to hell. You know what else my grandparents had? Down by the sump pump, <laughs> they had a, a a small set of shelves that they would keep um, emergency food there for whatever reason. It was all canned right, right, right. stuff that had been there. This is pre-prepper. It was already ancient when I was a little kid. <laughs> and it just, it looked... Disgusting. Yeah, of course. You know? uh, and I wouldn't venture to that part of the the basement too often. Wow, that sounds like a like. Well, you did it they have me? Did they have the piece of furniture that terrified you, or was it your parents? No, that was my parents. Okay, yeah, yeah, we had we had a chair that I was scared of. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the evil queens. It had a yeah. high back. It sure. was black with gold yeah, trim yeah, on it. Yeah. Really high. It was a decorative chair. Mm, and I used to think that you know, like Maleficent sat in that. Sure. Thing or something like what that. if you came home one day and the sump pump was sitting in the chair? <laughs> I would. I would have left my family. No! Uh, Kathy on this list. It says uh, the fancy for guests living room that was filled with plastic covered furniture and you weren't allowed to play in. Yeah, never got that. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of pictures on this list which I wish you guys could see because there's one. That it says these exact. Wooden and cork coasters in their dining or living room, and yeah. I'm going to show you a picture of these. And I, yes, yep, my, oh, where yeah. you pulled yeah. them out of the like little container that they lived in. Yeah, it was like a little, oh, yeah, um, yeah. It, I think it was like stacked poker chips. Yeah, um, on that uh, furniture thing, you know, with the, the covering in plastic. You know, I never got a definitive answer. The Kostanowiczes, and I was friends with Randy up the block. His his entire living room was everything was sealed hermetically sealed in plastic, but I, I never asked the question: Is the end result just to preserve the looks of the furniture? I think because, it is. but I mean, was there was there ever did it was there ever a hybrid where you could take them off if you wanted to sit on them? They, they seemed it seemed like seemed- going against purposes to sit on cold plastic. Yeah, I don't know, but but it was uh, maybe for a formal event like Possibly. they would unzip the plastic uh, and let them let you know if they were going to have several people right. in the parlor or whatever it is. Kathy, I remember because you were the one that brought it up. I remember some friends who not only had the plastic on their furniture, but they had like a they had like the runner. A, a runner, runner. Oh, yes. with plastic covers. Yes, yes. I, I've never seen anything like oh that. Oh my god! So that wasn't my grandparents' house. My grandparents didn't have the plastic covered furniture. It was my piano teacher, and everything in the room where I guess she would have her clients come and she would teach piano. Everything was was covered in plastic, <laughs> and the runner went from the front door, and you had to walk on it to into the kitchen. The, no, into the living right. room, and then you had to walk through the living room to the the piano there was another runner like she basically didn't want anyone's dirt anywhere in her house and so, the runner was plastic, plastic. Yeah. uh-huh yep. wow so we had yeah. we actually did not have any of our furniture covered in the plastic but we did have a runner that came from the front door to the kitchen to the tiled kitchen floor and that was you had to stay on that that was the thing so but was like, it plastic it was plastic oh okay yeah. <laughs> all right we're going to uh things you find at your grandmother's house or maybe stuff that you played with at your grandparents house as well i'm gonna go to uh joe hey joe good morning okay joe you're on the air buddy what's up Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on, my man? 
Hey, thank you for having me on. It's the first time I ever called you. Uh, uh, listen, um, I'll try to preface this really quick. All right. My mom was 36 when she had me. Okay. And we lived, we ended up living with my grandparents, so they were much older. Okay. And they were from uh, from Italy. And so they made and did everything. They even dug out their own basements. really wild. Wow. But wow. What okay. I remember most from my grandfather is he had an old-time cigarette rolling machine, <laughs> which looked like two little horses, like a, a, a construction horse okay. with a piece of cloth that looped between, and you would put the paper in there, and he would put his uh, tobacco in there, and you would spin the paper wow. inside the cloth, and that would roll the cigarettes right. up. Right. That sounds pretty cool. Say that again. I'm sorry. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, it seems like a, like a very old world way of rolling a cigarette. Yes, it was really neat. I mean, they the whole entire house, everything you could eat off the whole entire yard. <laughs> they, when, I'm serious. When you uh, when they went to the store, the only thing they would buy is milk and and meat, and that was it. Milk and, and meat. They, yeah, they they made canned pickle, did everything. Wow. wow. So it, it was just a it was Joe. just a fantastic. Did your yeah. grandfather teach you how to roll cigarettes? Well, uh, yes, he did. And as a cause of that, I uh, I ended up doing that an awful lot when I was in high school. Mm. I <laughs> but, bet. Um, but uh, <laughs> what did you do? He ended up, uh, do you remember the old uh, credit card machines where they used to slide? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a cigarette roll machine that was like that. It, it was like the new one. Oh, I just, I, like one, one motion across and it would roll it? Yes. Okay. Roll it out I, I remember that unit. That. I remember they used to sell those in magazines. You'd see it in Preston. They, they'd be like in the back of like a Nash Lampoon. So it wasn't necessarily for tobacco, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a popular item. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's really the things you remember. You know, from when you're young. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and what you had to do to entertain yourself. By the way, thank you, Joe. I appreciate the call. I had my at my parents' house. My grandfather had a, uh, a substantial. Uh, he was um, he was a carpenter. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it, it was pretty, you know what he did on the side. So he had all kinds of tools and stuff back sure. there. And I remember for a while, and I might have been like ten years old. I I started playing with his jigsaw. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, finding yeah, pieces yeah. of wood and cutting it and <laughs> just doing whatever. Yeah. And I would play with that. That, that was, was my some time. toy. Yeah. yeah. But you had to find things to entertain yourself with if there wasn't something on television. Like I said, this is obviously pre-phones and actually a lot of pre-video game days. You just had to kind of root around and see what you could find to entertain yourself for a little bit. I, I, the, the houses weren't set up for no. kids. Yeah. It was set up, you know, you had the big clump of butterscotch by the front door and uh, <laughs> there were the standards meant for very old people. Or the strawberry candies. Yeah. I remember just grabbing oh, yeah. the snuffer, the candle snuffer, and oh, like yeah. walking around the house and putting out fake candles. Right. <laughs> like they weren't lit, but I would still put it out. Yep. Here's a couple other things from this list, which are things you always find at your grandmother's house. Uh, an old coffee percolator that she only ever used for parties. Uh, her recipe card library oh, that yeah. sat on the kitchen counter. Oh, man. My Aunt Mary has one. Uh, Aunt Mary's still alive. I think she's 90 now. She lives uh, in Willow Grove, and she, Preston, has a like a, a, an entire dresser drawer filled with recipe cards. Right. And at this point in our family, it's kind of like gold. Like, yeah, oh, my she's God. Been making yeah. for decades and decades and decades. I'd love to get my hand on For uh, Christmas a few years ago, my uncle uh, copied my grandmother's recipes and oh, laminated cool. them and gave them oh, to... Oh, what a great idea. Uh, that's good. But then I saw one recently where you can... Um, somebody put it on a cutting board. 
So oh, they had it like that's a great idea. into a cutting that's board. Oh, I love really that. I like my that. grandmother had given the family her a book of her favorite uh, sex positions. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, it was really That's nice. It was so nice. That's the way Gum Gum used to do it. <laughs> oh my she God. model the photos in Yeah, there? absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh here's another one. Uh a bowl of nuts that seemed to always have been the exact same ones and you wondered if anyone ever ate them. Yeah. So there'd be like walnuts and Brazilian nuts and, you know, nuts nuts and all that stuff in there. No, I remember with with nutcrackers. Oh, yes. In there. Oh, there were nutcrackers at my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My dad would eat them. It didn't matter how long they'd been there. (laughs) (laughs) And he wouldn't even use a nutcracker. He'd just bite into them. Uh, Let's see. I will go to uh, Jamie. Hey, Jamie, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up, Jamie? Um, so my grandfather's favorite candy was a Fifth Avenue bar, and he used to keep a bowl of them in a in a china cabinet that had sliding glass doors. And it was nearly impossible to get those doors open without anyone realizing or hearing the doors, the glass doors clanging together. Um, so I can remember standing there for 40 <laughs> minutes, you know, just trying to get one little Fifth Avenue bar yeah. out of the cabinet. But fast forward to my adulthood. I mean, my grandparents died when I was younger, um, but took my kids to the Ocean City Boardwalk. Um, and, you know, I just I had toddlers at the time, but let them go into the candy store, you know, and and there's everything under the rainbow there in the candy store all the colorful lollipops, and they could pick anything. And my two-year-old picked up a Fifth Avenue bar, and, you know, they don't have very fancy wrappers, just a plain brown wrapper, but that was what he chose in the candy store. Uh, and I just, it, it felt like my grandfather was there. Oh, that's great. Kids, you yeah, know, could yeah. have had anything, and he chose the Fifth Avenue bar. I like that. Nice. All right, thanks, yeah. Jamie. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, here's one that I remember doing when you were looking for things to do. Uh, at the parents' house, I'm going to go to uh, EJ. Hi, EJ. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Um, so, actually, this is going all the way back to my great-grandmother's who had a, a row home in Kensington. Okay. And so her stairs were just at the right angle, and they were carpeted. So we would actually go, and it would, you know, it was always Sunday dinner. So actually, I had the cousins to play with, and we would go up to the top and actually slide down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. could, you could on your butt. Yeah, you could, you could yeah. slide all the way down the stairs. Yeah, if you, see, if you lifted your feet up a little yep. bit and straightened your your feet up, and you could just brrr, all the way down. <laughs> yep. Hours and hours. And sure. Hours, but, I used to uh, love you, doing that. Yeah, but you reminded me. Actually, my grandparents, my grandfather had a woodworking shop in in his basement. So when we would go over there, it was like Pool Central. It's amazing house, and you'd be unattended. Yeah, go to the, I have a table oh saw in the basement. Go down and play with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right, thanks, EJ. I appreciate it. Yeah, I would go through. God, man, I, I was just a, I was a nosy kid. I remember going through the the bathroom at my uh, paternal yeah. grandmother's house, and just uh, uh, going into their closet where all this stuff was, and they just had, you know, like. Ten bars of soap in there for whatever reason, and extra, just extra things. And I would just, I, and I told you when my dad would like take me to, uh, you know, to his work for whatever right, reason. Right. I'd spend the entire time <laughs> in the supply closet. <laughs> that was just fun for me. Look at this. Look at these staples. <laughs> Like tons of staples or the staple remover. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could put They're a like sharks. on it. Yeah. They, they were like, yeah, they had they you know you can pretend it was a mouth or whatever, a little yeah. monster, a little barracuda. You, know? you find stuff to play with. Paperclip jewelry. 
Uh, you do that too? Yeah, absolutely. Let me go to uh, Terry. Hey, Terry, good morning. Hi, Terry. Huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> there it is. What's up, Terry? Here we go. Hey, good morning. Uh, my grandparents had a corner store in their basement. Okay. And you could have, you, we could go down there and get anything we wanted. What do, we what, what do you mean by a corner store? They did that like they were literally selling things or you're just referring to it as a yes. corner store? Huh? No, no, they, they literally owned a corner store, you know, like, you know, the little Dagobah that you. Oh, oh. oh so corner. they lived above it. They, they lived above it and they owned it and they, they lived on Dagobah out, yeah. of their, out of their home. They were living where Yoda, and, Yoda lived? Bodega. <laughs> you said Dagobah. I know, Dagobah, which is uh, Yoda's home. It's a story. <laughs> and we could, we could literally go down there and get, you know, candy and toys. Oh, that's cool, Even man. Deli meats right off the slicer. Yes. Oh, my the, God. The, uh, the lightsabers. Learn the force. Uh, they like had, your liver wish you do? <laughs> they had all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, I, I love that, man. He missed this. Yeah. No, he's just smart, and he's just going forward. He's not that smart. Sorry. He lived on Dagobah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a Star Wars fan, too. <laughs> now, to have a store like that right. in your basement would have been like heaven. That's yeah. awesome. So, Terry, were you? did they allow you to go down to just take the stuff you wanted, and they'd uh, take it out in inventory later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing we couldn't do is we couldn't actually slice the meats on the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Probably that good. makes sense. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense, uh, Terry. You know, you, you stay away from the uh, the deli cutter. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but everything else would be great. All right, thanks. Dan. But everything so, else, I mean, they even, they even let us ring up the, the ring up people on the register. You know? I was wondering if they would let you guys do that. Ring up customers, you will. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. All right, thanks, Love man. It, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hang on. All right. Sometimes you find something you don't want to find. I'm going to go to Gary. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Well, I had a feeling you guys would uh, save me for for one of the last. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do tell, so, Gary. It is, it is not Gary, but uh, they didn't want to use anonymous, so I'm going to go with Gary. All right, uh, fair enough. So, I'm in my 40s now. Um, I officially stopped looking through grandma and grandpa stuff around the age of 12. Uh, every time we were over there, we decided to go searching, and I found out some really cool things. We always had a contest who could find the coolest thing and, and, and share it with, you know, the other cousins. Right. And, uh, well, one day we were in one of the guest bedrooms. And of course, you know we're challenging. Well, we got to go somewhere we've never gone, and so we we really we pulled out all the all the uh, dresser drawers, and we we were going deep. And uh, we noticed in the way back because I mean, who doesn't look through their grandparents' photo album? Sure, yeah. So we found a photo album in the way back that we just never saw before. We're like, oh, what is this? We open it up, and good old grandma apparently had a nice. Uh, X-rated photo session done. Oh my god! Session. Wow. Oh. Like how uh, X, triple X? What are we talking? Uh, not triple X, but I got to see where my daddy came from. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, and, and was it in was it in her younger years, Gary, or was it more grandma, grandma age? <laughs> was uh, it like the I deli would, meat I at the would, bodega? I would like to, I would like to say that I was probably born at this point. Okay. Um, Oh, wow. So she was grandma. What, even if grandma was twenty, I don't think I'd look at it the same. But um, yeah, and, and it was like I mean, if you guys remember in the eighties, they had it was that blue, cloudy, black backdrop. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and they were they were so I don't know. They, I can only presume they were professionally done. But wow. 
put that back, and I lost that day, and I didn't find anything exciting. So, all right. At what point did you say anything to anyone, or did you hold on to this forever? Or did you... I held on to this for for many years, and finally, when I was basically an adult, and we were moving my grandparents from their home to a, uh, a retirement community, you know, my aunt's like, "Oh, you know, we need help to sit." I'm like. I got stuff to do. I'm good. And, you know, and they're like, why are you not helping? I'm like, look. And finally I told them. And basically they all said I was off my rock. And they're like, my mom would never do this. So I beg to differ. So <laughs> fast forward to God rest her soul. They both in the past, with like a year of each other in the past years. But so um, my aunt calls me up and says, hey, you know, we need you to, you know, we're getting rid of stuff. Go through stuff. We've got family albums. And, of course, I hear that and I start switching. Um, so I said, look, I said, I'm not going through any photo albums until you go through them first. So she said, all right, fine. You're still being crazy. I can't believe you're not letting us go. Maybe a week goes by after they're cleaning stuff out. And all of a sudden I get the call. And she calls me up and says, I want to apologize. <laughs> I said, what, what happened? She's like. I found the photo album. There you go. Oh my God. There so, you go. So, I, and I, I had asked, I'm like, what did you do with it? And I'm like, did you look through it? She's like, I had to. It was like a train wreck. And she said it went into our backyard, you know, fire pit. She's like, no one will ever find them. They are gone with her. Son. Oh, hey, oh, get, wow. let me ask you, Gary. Do you, do you guys get a, a group rate on a therapy or? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing, Steve. Talking about this is literally like I'm cringing right now. Oh, dude, I, I told you. I, I saw my grandmother topless, Flagler Florida. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it lives with you. Yeah, it's Forever. yeah, it's just it's nothing you can ever forget. So my heart goes out to you. Wow, I appreciate it, yeah. guys. Thank you. All right, good luck with that, Gary. Wow, <laughs> imagine that. No, wow. grandma, shoot. And I guess they had to destroy it. I mean, she was gone. You know, you don't to, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <gasps> Would you save it, Kathy? She'd I mean... save one picture. No, I mean, well, like <laughs> for the photo album, the family yeah, photo I mean, album. I guess what the hell do you want naked pictures of grandma for? I don't know. <laughs> what if you find we out that no- your relative, if you're going to things, is actually that 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 large African American gentleman sitting on the edge of the bed? <laughs> the seriously, yeah, seriously. That, that, that's it. See, we don't have very many pictures. Like, if, my mom was never good at <laughs> taking pictures, saving pictures. Likewise, I told the story before, but she like destroyed all my dad's pictures of like with other you know girlfriends that he had. He was engaged before, and I always wanted to see like you know what they look yeah. like and he's like oh your mom made me get rid of them <laughs> <laughs> so i i love i keep picture i keep so many pictures yeah we've got loads of family photos from back in the day and i love going back and looking at them it's that's why great. you are more inclined to do photo albums and yeah, presentations and wall it's in your blood yeah because i always enjoyed it right it was one of the things my mom had this big canister of just a, a, a you know a, a hodgepodge of photos, yeah. right? And every now and then, every once in a great while, we take them out and we throw them out on the floor and we'd start going through. Them. They weren't arranged in any particular right. way, and I have a blast going through those. So yeah, my sister always kept photo albums, so I did that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really do it anymore. You can easily create them, sure, uh, through now, laptops and programs. Where it's easier than ever to do it, you do it less. Yeah, because it be, it's, yeah. it's just always sitting there. Yeah, but I, I think I yeah. should do some physical books, and you just right. kind of set them out and have them there, and they're kind of fun to go through from time to time. Uh, we still got time for a couple of more. Uh, let me go. Yeah, let me go. With the, these are things you found at your grandparents' house or would play with at your grandparents' house. I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? 
So in, in addition to the story I wanted to share, I think my grandfather may have been that photographer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. All right. No, no, no. Total, total joke. Thoughts right. and prayers, though, Gary. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my, my brother and I used to love the chairlift on my grandfather's stairs. Dude, um, oh, I wanted... And he... <laughs> He would not love when we would race it up and down the stairs. He also did not like when we would commandeer the uh, remote control uh, so that when he would get like <laughs> 75% of the way up, we would have him go back down and jostle him up and down a bit. Sean, I kid you not, one year I remember asking Santa Claus for one of those chairs. You know, I'm a kid, but it just looked like so so much fun. Obviously, it's not fun if you're 90 and can barely get up one step. But, um, but what was... Uh, uh, so you would have it, you would have the remote. Your your um, your grandfather would be going up the steps, and you'd be able to could take control of it and start lowering it and and f with him a bit. Correct. Yeah, yeah. because because the, the remote would would you know I guess supersede the the little lever on the chair in case something went. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, you know, he'd be he'd be inching up to the top to go to the bathroom or something. We'd have him going back down uh. Uh, and. Then, no. You know, you know, I always wanted. I guess, so, I would always remember. Yeah, Sean, Sean, thanks, I, I, I always think, I'm impressed. I think of the, um, you know, the, the the ones that would go up and then curve, like in the movie Gremlins. Yeah. So the, it goes up the steps and then it curves mm-hmm. and then launches the granny out the window. Yep. My grandparents had a lot of furniture that was another piece, that was another item. So they had like a big credenza. That was actually a radio when you'd open up the oh, top. The TV sure. in the cabinet was it yeah. was a standard. They also had a um a table that was a craps table. And yeah. these all took me years to find out. So you had a craps table at home? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It was a craps table, but it was like covered in like brick brack and tchotchkes Did and you all say sorts your, of little things. The chopping block in your kitchen was also a Sibian. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Another another one of those is bumper pool. Oh, oh yeah. Because you could put a top on it and it would become a table. Sure. Mm-hmm. I love bumper pool. I, I hated was, bumper yeah. pool. <laughs> I loved it. It took me way too long in life to find out. I opened up um, the 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 lamp was on a table, so it was connected to the table. Right. I opened up the table bottom on one day, and there was a record player in there. Okay. And Abbey Road was sitting right there. Oh, <laughs> Uh, here's a couple more on this list of things you always found at Grandma's house. Uh, a decorative bowl of plastic grapes that yeah. she had for at least Wax 25 fruit. years. Yeah. Wax fruit, a perennial. Very uh, dusty. I yeah. remember my yeah, I remember playing with the plastic grapes and pretending to eat them <laughs> as well. Could have choked on one. Uh, how about a set of very outdated encyclopedias? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh my God, we had the encyclopedias. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> and and I would only and I would go through them and find in the the anatomy ones, they would have those uh, the clear pages that you could uh, fold like the muscle groups on top of the uh, on top of the internal organs the, the, on top uh, of the, the bones. Acetate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The acetate. That's it. <laughs> uh, so we we my mother got us the full Funk and Wagnall uh, encyclopedia set through the uh, through the supermarket that you'd go to. So you'd go and purchase, and they they'd bring out a new letter every week. <laughs> It's, it was the worst. You know, we, you'd lose letters. It was the most incomplete encyclopedia set ever. Uh, also, this is an, uh, her old telephone list finder sitting next to the phone. Oh, and yeah. Steve... I remember those. Wh- what did they call those? Uh, was it like a, a Filofax or... The Filofax is, is a similar... Yeah, it may, in fact, that might be the name person, but you'd have these little... Yes, that's that's. Right. I have a picture of it right, right here. Yeah, it was a. Uh, you'd was, move it was, an arrow down. It was flat, and you'd right. move this arrow down to the letter you want. And you'd hit the button, and it would pop Boing. open. Yeah, right to that part of uh, of where the uh, the phone numbers were kept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I used to play with that thing. All I the loved time. it. Yeah, because it would spring open. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, and the last thing it says, the, the tin of Royal Dansk Danish butter cookies <laughs> that never had cookies oh, in yeah. it. It's filled with other oh stuff. Yeah. yeah, several people were texting in that the, uh, the sewing supplies. And yeah, sewing. Yeah. And that's what this photo is. Uh-huh. There like we go. All, of, all the threads yes. and needles and By all that way, stuff. By the way, I love those Royal Dansk they are butter cookies. cookies. Too. They yeah. are so they're damn cookies. good. Yes. They're really good. Wait, do they still they- exist? Yeah, 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 they, they do. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're excellent. Were they all the same flavor? No, they were different flavors. Yes. Right? Now that I'm looking, uh, at I think they were all butter cookies, different shapes. Some of them had sugar, sugar on them. Some on of them, them didn't. Some had okay. chocolate swirled into them. Yes. Some of them had like uh, little fruit uh, inserts and things like that. But they were all so. super healthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's another one: a cozy Afghan blanket. Oh yeah, that smelled just like her house. Oh. Yeah, my my uh, my one of my grand. Actually, both of my grandmothers were quilters. Ah. So there were quilts all over the place yeah. as well. So, yeah, these are, uh, it's interesting. And, and I'm wondering what it's like now if kids in our era, in this era, even need to root around through stuff and find things this to play my with. grandmother's zip drive. Uh, because, yeah, exactly. Because you've got plenty of options right, yeah. of things to either watch or play with uh, handheld devices that you just give the kid the phone and yeah. they can play, you know, with apps and phones like that. I wonder if they still go through drawers and go through uh, closets and find things to entertain themselves with. They can find grandma's naked pictures online now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. exactly. Just go to porn up. Preston and Steve.com. Digital just forever, yeah. Yeah. Grandma's on OnlyFans. There was one time at Keenan's. Yeah. (laughs) Billy's hottest, one or the other, something or the other. Why did your hair never grow in right, Grandma? All right, well, thank you for your calls. We do appreciate it. Speaking of... Keenan's, it's back on, folks. We made the announcement last week. Scott came by, Scott Keenan, to reveal the information. So the date is Friday, May 27th. We will be broadcasting live at Keenan's North Wildwood. It is sponsored by Coors Light. It's our official opening of the Jersey Shore. It's Eggs with Peg. We'll have contests. We'll have stuff to give away. Essentially, we're just going to have a damn good time early in the morning, and we'll get the summer started off right. Uh, And by the way... If you are interested, we have what's called the Countdown to Keenan's. And it's your chance to win a couple line passes, a VIP table with a bucket of Coors Light, and a case of Coors Light as well Excellent. after that. And all you have to do is go online. You go to uh, the Keenan's event page, WMMR.com. Upload a photo of one of your favorite moments from one of our previous Keenan's events, if you've been before. And you hanging out with your friends, whatever it may be. And all photo entries will be displayed in the gallery on the page. And we'll pick a winner on May 20th. Uh, and we'll also have a chance if you if you haven't been and you haven't taken pictures and been there, we'll have a chance to win starting this week. Uh, and each Friday we will give one of those VIP passes away. And get some great photos on here already. This is cool. Oh, really? Yeah, there's one, uh, Steve, you just mentioned like getting a head shave. There's a contest we did called Rock Paper Clippers. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, people just uh, putting up group shots and stuff. It's neat. Let's see if we shave some heads again this year. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about that. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Don't forget, see, we have in about an hour from now, Concert Cash, your chance to win. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. The Pretty Reckless. Ghost. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. So last week, for whatever reason, I realized that we omitted something we at least once a week try to dabble into. 
Uh, and that's the connoisseur. Yeah, what happened? So therefore, I don't know what exactly happened, you but I would, like, us. I would like to make good on that <laughs> and now bring you the connoisseur. It's time for the make good edition of the connoisseur. <laughs> yes. Because we missed it last week. We did. But we had a lot of good guests. Uh, we did. We, so that Maybe was, that was it. That was probably why. We had like four guests on Friday, yeah. so we didn't get a chance to do that. Well, listen, I'm, I'm mentioning this particular item uh, to make my wife happy. Taco Bell has confirmed the rumors about the fan favorite Mexican pizza and its return. A menu item whose return has been the subject of rumors and speculation for months now. After pulling it from the chain's menu almost two years ago, the Mexican pizza is coming back on May 19th. So she's a big fan. She likes it. I, I, she went to Taco Bell not that long ago, and she asked me to get her one. I'm is like, they don't make that anymore. An open-faced taco? No. it's So that was the tostada, which I thought was <laughs> yeah. stupid. Because it's just a messier version of yeah. a taco. It's a taco on a plate, uh, right. you know, on a... On a uh, a tortilla plate. What is that nonsense? And and I'm I'm like they just you know yeah. you're holding this thing up. It's crumbling. It's falling apart. It's all and the Mexican pizza too. I think is a total mess. So like um what but it's I, two it's two uh, it's sandwiched between two tostadas essentially. Right, right. Like there are some things that appear stupid that I really did enjoy, like the gordita crunch. I thought that was cool. Uh, but the thing that like for example, after we do our taco turkey tacos. Claire always saves, you know, whatever remaining and then makes a taco salad with it. Oh, yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's a likely iteration. This concept that you're talking about seems unnecessary. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. A but, lot of work. But hold on. We're, but, we're wealthy businessmen. But people love it. So I, yeah. when. Uh, really? Yeah. So we heard it on Friday and I said to Preston, I'm like, isn't, don't you love it or something? He was like, no, my wife does. <laughs> but over the weekend, I saw all these TikTok videos of uh, somebody announcing or telling their spouse or significant other that it was coming back <laughs> and how the two of them would, like, freak out together. Oh, really? That's great. <laughs> yes. It's almost like a baby, like, like I'm pregnant. Yeah, or, yeah they're yeah. freaking out. Is it, is it like a McRib-level excitement? I, it was yeah. like, the one the one of the videos that I watched, the wife told her husband, and she was like, I have the greatest news ever. He was like, what? And she was like, the Mexican pizza's coming back to Taco Bell. He was laying on the couch. He jumped up, and he was like, are you kidding me? We've been waiting for this for years. <laughs> it's, we're looking at a picture of it. It's just a mess, man. It looks like a total mess. But if you love it, you love it, fine, whatever. That's cool. I think if I were to be stranded on a desert island and I only had one food for the rest of my life, I probably would go with Mexican. I, it's, it's probably my favorite. Mm. Like, overall food. There are other individual outliers yeah. where I might, uh, you know, if I had to choose from. <laughs> but, however, I, I have issues with me- with sloppy Mexican food. And this Preston fits that bill. Is I, it yes. all Mexican food? Well, not, 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 no, 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 Burritos no, no. are pretty self-contained. Burritos are yes. self-contained. Also, yeah. also soft taco shell tacos. <laughs> Thank you. Especially in, Nick, I don't know if you're a fan of okay. MMI, of the new boat-shaped <laughs> yeah. taco shell that gives <laughs> <keeps laughs> its structural integrity. As a, as a connoisseur, yes. I, I have to ask you this question on uh, burrito eating technique. Okay, all right. Okay, so... If you and, and I'm speaking specifically of Taco Bell, because they just get a burrito, so right. it's an easy one to go to. Now it's it's you you feel it. It's squishy. Yeah. It's plump. There's you know right. there's sour cream and and refried beans and all kinds of stuff in there. But as you bite into it, you're biting down, and that's causing pressure, pushing those ingredients down towards <laughs> sure. the bottom. And therefore, if you're not careful, it can push through the bottom of the uh, the burrito, bust out, and make. Now, so what I do is as I have it in my mouth. I lightly suck in. Oh. At the end. Yeah, on the end of it. Yeah, I go. Yeah. And bring some of that stuff in here, and then I I bite down so I'm not 
pushing down too hard and right. causing an explosion. So Let, let's hear your methodology, and, and I'll explain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll explain how I do it as well. Please, okay. Nick. All right, so I... I uh, because you, you're raising a good point. Yeah, I approve of that technique, and, I, and that's uh, saves within the burrito, and yes. it's also uh, fun just to lick the yeah. end like that. Right? Yeah. To lick and suck. Right, mm-hmm. thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, as an alternative, like to um, spread my nachos underneath what I'm eating, so when the stuff squirts... Oh, oh, the stuff squirts... Yeah, when oh, the stuff squirts at the bottom, I now have toppings on the, on the nachos. That's brilliant. Wait, that's really good. It's brilliant. I have a serious question then sometimes when you get tacos at like a fancier restaurant they'll give you the small corn tortillas the yes small ones when they give you two is it because one <gasps> they rip apart yeah or two is it to catch everything that falls uh, so you have a second little mini taco th- that is, that's an interesting point Preston. to your point, point about about uh, i treat it as uh, like a bagpipe like a scottish bagpipe mm, yeah like <laughs> squeeze it with your hands exactly so yes. i'm applying good counter idea. pressure good idea right all right Hold on, i'm going the sucking part is fun yeah but Maybe the squeezing. Right. They can squeeze and suck. It makes it pretty much You can squeeze storm. and suck all you want. Yeah. I'm going and back flick. To- Don't forget to flick. You guys are, I said, it's messy food. You're like, well, no, burritos contained. We're talking about it falling apart. This is what I was talking about. It, it's pretty messy no matter what the Mexican Hamburgers food is. Hamburgers are messy, too. You know I mean? It's no, but, so- I'm say- but I was saying, okay. I said, isn't all Mexican food messy? I mean, for the most part, it is. Uh, I do like the contained. Uh, I, I, no, I all have right. to say, my taco, turkey tacos, the way I make them, some people love to just overflow. Uh, I yeah, would prefer yeah. a more contained, like contained that I can eat and get it all. <laughs> okay. All right, I, I will. So that I can lick and suck the way I want. <laughs> there, there, are, there are some dishes in the Mexican realm that are, there's no question there's going to be a mess no yeah. matter what you do. And I think the burrito is probably the least of that. Now, unless it's a it's a knife and fork thing, then you're in the clear. Because like tamales and things like that, you're right, not going right, to pick right. up with your hands. Do you consider it a breacher protocol to, for example, eat uh, a taco with a knife and fork, or or a pizza, and for another. I think it uh, um, maybe like a soft taco. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm okay with eating right. uh, pizza with a knife and fork from All time right. to time. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that doesn't bother me. It's not as good that way, but yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you can. You have to. You can get away. Same with, with it. the Mexican food, though. Like if your burrito or your taco falls apart, you need a what fork. A nachos, though, straight up, you gotta you gotta just yeah, that's hard with a dig fork. in there. You guys ever had a sushi pizza before? You ever had that, Nick? Yes. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I have. That's uh, better than I thought it was going to be. It is, uh, but it takes, uh, you have to adjust your mind right before you bite into it because it, like, everything's it's, cooked. Well, no, no, no. It's just, it's different than regular sushi. Obviously, it's different yeah. than pizza. So you have to, like, uh, you got to get prepared mentally. Is it, is it, in fact, raw sushi? On it the depends. It depends on what the toppings parts are. Of it. Yeah, okay. sometimes uh, there are some cooked elements, Steve. Oh, mm-hmm. huh. Would yeah. you have a burrito sushi? Would would I have a burrito well, sushi? There were places. A there were places in the city that were making sushi rolls burrito size. Oh my! Oh, that's God. A that's yeah. a lot. That's be a lot. Too Wait a second. That's, yeah. That would be it's insane. Yeah, yeah you're like eating a full tuna. <laughs> All right. So, uh, by the way, with the Mexican pizza returning, uh, Taco Bell CEO Mark King said our menu is full of fan favorites, but the Mexican pizza is. At the top of that list, from its flashy introduction to menus in 1985 as uh, Pizzazz Pizza to its inspiration behind the creation of infamous jingles. Mexican pizza has a long history with the brand, and I'm glad that we could give fans what they crave and bring our classic Mexican pizza back home where it belongs. Bless you. So I was I was at Taco Bell recently with my daughter. And I ordered uh, like a I ordered a, a burrito supreme that is smaller, like a cheesy other burrito. And I got the, I paid for it, and she goes, wow, that was inexpensive. I go, yeah, it's one of the great things about Taco Bell is it doesn't cost much yeah. money. I said, when I was younger, 
they had a promotion, and I'll never forget this. Oh. 59, 79, 99. Yeah. Everything yeah. on the menu was either 59 cents, 79 cents, or 99 cents. As a teenager, it's like, or I might have been in my young 20s, I'm like, that was the greatest thing ever. ever. That's why Taco as far Bell as money goes. Was, was, that's, it, it, I recall that as being one of the initial massive leaps forward in, in putting it on the map. That, that, was, that, that became that thing. And then the other places tried to counter, Preston, do you remember as well, was similar. My, my, um, I didn't know, I had to grow into Mexican food. I used to despise it. And now I, I can't even think of a time in which I haven't loved mm. taco, you know, tacos and stuff like this. But the, we, yeah, the Taco Bell, I always used to hate the concept, used to hate the food. And then, uh, you know, eventually, again, like I say, the, uh, the, the Gordita Crunch. I love that thing. So, hey, you know, they, they, they do what they do. They do it right. So more power to them. What was the other deal? I remember my mom always coming home with, um, oh, like, the, the, a the, carton filled yeah. with, like, 20 tacos. tacos yeah, they'd have those, the taco carton or, or box. Yeah. And it was really cheap. And yeah. you'd get, like, 25 tacos or something ridiculous <laughs> yeah. like that. That was a great deal, Do they deal still too. have that? I don't think so. Well, Not that I know of. I may be off on that. I, there's no Taco Bell near me. Like, you guys always talk about... They just built one near us. Mm. They, it was brand new this year. Okay. It's great. That's why I've been back on How close are you to Harleysville? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, I love Mexican food. We don't eat it often. Rochelle is a, has an allergy to uh, cilantro, and cilantro's in a lot of yeah. restaurant. I mean, you're not going to get it at Taco Bell, but a lot of restaurant... I miss tamales. I love tamales. I haven't had tamales in ages. If you go like Tex-Mex, when I go to visit my my father in in uh, in Texas, and you get Tex-Mex, that's just that is the real deal. That's the deal. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, So anyhow, Mexican pizza back May nineteenth. If you were interested, all right. Let's see what else we got in the consort. All right. This is kind of a novelty thing. Um, When you go to Chinese or Japanese or Asian restaurants in general, Asian cuisine, and they have chopsticks, will you use chopsticks? Yes. No. I do. Yes. I do. Our whole family. Does. I don't know. Yeah. How, I I'm, I've never learned. I can't pick anything up with it. I've tried. Yeah. And I'm just not. Yeah, I keep it. trying. That's I'm the only thing. I can do doing. separate. I can do separate peas. I can do. You yeah. Can do yeah. I can eat rice. Uh, you know, yeah. with with chopsticks. Uh, we we've just taught ourselves. But they to do that. give you. They give you. Well, you can get knife and fork if you want to. Sure. Also, yeah. the dummies like me. with like rice. <laughs> you're kind of you're shoveling it with the chopsticks. Yeah. yeah. So the chops. These particular chopsticks. These new ones uh, can enhance the taste of food by using an electrical stimulation oh waveform. So you've got to put like a chip in your brain. They're connected to a device strapped to the eater's wrist. Oh. And a weak electric current moves sodium ions in the food, enabling the tongue of the person eating to feel an enhanced <laughs> taste. Did you know that? Yes. So they're putting more salt in it? Uh, Omai uh, Mayashita, oh. professor of uh, Meiji University, said that there is a computer inside this. The computer uses electricity to float and suck the sodium ions in the food that you are eating. A lot of licking and sucking today. As a result, we are able to enhance the salty taste by up uh, up to one and a half times huh. without having you in, indulge in more sodium. Well, it, it's okay. You just get that taste. So it's salty enough to begin with, but they're saying they're not adding salt. They're just going to give you the impression. We're looking at this device, press. It seems a little absurd. So the chopsticks have been tested on people who follow a low-sodium diet and found the device enhances the salty taste up to 1.5 times. So if you if you want lower-sodium food but you still want that taste, you can get it, apparently, with these chopsticks. And maybe they'll be able to do that and with... If it keeps you aroused for seven hours. Uh, with other uh, <laughs> utensils. 
Uh, researchers said to prevent severe lifestyle-related diseases or to prevent these diseases itself, uh. we need to reduce the amount of salt that we take regularly. But Japanese people tend to ingest a large amount of salt in their diet, so we try to avoid taking less salt in a, com- a conventional way. We would need to endure cutting out our favorite food from our diet or endure eating bland food. Do you think 1.5 times enhancement is substantial enough for you to really notice a difference? Um, well, I would think like so. if it was 30, <laughs> 30 times maybe, but 1.5? I don't know. Enough to, to let you get by. Yeah. Knows, but I thought that was an interesting little thing. When you have uh, sushi pressing, do you use a lot of soy sauce? No. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that's I don't really soak it in there because it, it, it's loaded with flavor. It, as is. it is. You don't need much. It's high in sodium. and Not, not that I avoid too much sodium in my diet anyway, but uh, and I know there's low sodium soy sauce that you can purchase. But, like, yeah, I, I don't need a lot. Uh, to make me enjoy the sushi a little bit more. What's, yeah. what's your favorite sushi item? Uh, I mean, like a standard is probably like a, a spicy tuna. Okay. Know, something along Is tuna kind of the standard? There's a place that I go to a lot. It's called Azi on Main. It's right in Villanova. And they have a spicy tuna crunch that's delicious. And then they have this uh, crunchy dynamite one that's banging. <laughs> yeah, we just look at the specialty rolls yeah. and see what all of a sudden we're like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Let's get that. Strawberry you know? jalapeno has become my new favorite. Ooh. Yeah. Is there a classic? Um, <laughs> is there a classic? <laughs> Ooh. Well. I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Is there a classic? Because isn't the classic way for it to sort of like in a lot of Japanese sushi places to have it passing by on a conveyor belt? There's I don't know if it's classic or not, okay. but there are places that have that. Is Pod like that? Uh, pod is no longer. It's now a place called K-Pod. Okay. Um, from Peter Serpico. And that is it. There's another one opening up on Chestnut Street, like 17th and Chestnut. It used to be an American Eagle. Okay. So if you like to eat American Eagles. <laughs> that, that will do the... <laughs> this uh, is great bald eagle. Uh, that, that does it on a conveyor belt It's going to have the conveyor belt throughout okay. the entire restaurant. Okay, cool. All right, uh, let's see. Other food-related items in the connoisseur. Uh, I meant to get to this last week. Like I said, we didn't do the connoisseur last week. We were just too busy with guests, so you may have seen this, but the Food and Drug Administration has launched an investigation following more than 2,400 reports made-to-consumer websites concl- uh, claiming they became ill after eating Lucky Charms cereal. Yes, yes. Uh, the FDA officials are investigating whether the cereal, after thousands of people complained on consumer websites, uh, it was called I Was Poisoned, that's the website. <laughs> that's oh, my God. Not a good website. Uh, that they had become easy. ill. Look uh, for our product line on IWasPoisoned.com. Newsweek found dozens of consumers had complained about having suffered cases of vomiting, diarrhea, and nausea. Always after me, lucky diarrhea. All symptoms of food poisoning. Uh, the FDA said in a statement Saturday, April 16th, the FDA takes seriously any reports possible uh, adulteration of food that may cause illness or injury. The FDA added that it received more than 100 complaints related to the cereal this year. Uh, General Mills, the company that makes... Lucky Charms and other cereals said it was aware of the reports and it takes them seriously. Uh, but the company did not find any evidence of consumer illness linked to Lucky Charms, but they encouraged consumers to share any concerns directly. So they're saying that they didn't find anything wrong with it. Sometimes things get out that are not true and can really damage product lines. Yeah. Uh, but um, were you a Lucky Charms fan at all? No. No, I never liked Lucky Charms. I like the actual cereal. I I wasn't too keen on the the charms, you know? Yeah, I'm not big on marshmallows in cereal. Yeah. Um, I I liked, uh, if you were going to get... 
like crunch berry I liked, the little berries. Right. But, but that's fruit. Part, yeah, well, for the most part, I didn't like, um, yeah, I didn't like added mushrooms and things. Or mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. Myself. I don't know what's in this, but I love it, man. Seahorses. Uh, this is like a seahorse body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, why are the mushrooms coming <laughs> I'm looking at because he have... eats breakfast with Billy Jack. No, because of all the, the different little I, things they have there—green clovers. I thought I, I don't know. Brown mushrooms. My mind went to mushrooms. Brown <laughs> mushrooms. Heroin, speed balls. Purple tabs. Yeah, uh, yeah. When I think of Lucky Charms, I don't know. It's a goofy scene, but I think of Austin Powers with the guys like he's always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid, but it makes me laugh every yeah. time. All right. Well, they... and why a toucan? Right? Was it a toucan? Was it... no, no was, a toucan's uh... hand was Fruit Loops. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. his nose was big, so he could see. Smell his nose. It always knows the flavor of flute, where, fruit wherever it grows. <laughs> exactly. Fruit or the with... flavor of fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Two O's. Fruit. My uh, mom gave me a jelly bean flavored fruit, fruit Loops. For Easter, I had them last night. Very good. They, this year, no. Oh yeah, I hated Fruit Loops. Um, I didn't like them. Well, I thought I liked Fruit Loops, and then I realized that they taste like cleaning products. Do you know in that overly in that overly? <laughs> this tastes just like your wax, mom. Um, Apple Jacks, I was okay with. Loved yeah. Apple yeah. Jacks. Oh, yeah, man. those were excellent. You guys sound lucky. We weren't allowed to have that stuff. Yeah, you were eating oh. kicks over at your house, kicks right? And Cheerios, not even honey roasted. I love Cheerios. Cheerios. Regular, like, straight up Cheerios, a little bit Cheerios. of sugar. And raisin nah. bran. We were allowed to have raisin bran. Ooh. Ooh, it had sugar on the raisins. Cocoa Krispies, <laughs> cocoa puffs. You know, it's funny is you, everybody thinks raisin bran is yeah. so much healthier. Oh. It's like loaded <laughs> yeah. with sugar, just absolutely filled yeah. with sugar. All right, uh, let's see. How about something else here? How about? Well, that's another Taco Bell story. I don't want to go to that. We're not going to double dip on that. All right. Uh, Panera has its new Unlimited Sip Club subscription available now. Oh, I Sip saw Club? This. Yeah. Uh, the subscription includes the entire Panera line of 27 different self-serve beverages, including hot and iced coffee, hot and iced teas, agave lemonade, Pepsi-Cola fountain beverages, and the new beverage called Charged Lemonades. Right. Oh, what's that? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that one. I do. I will have their. I'll make my own version of a of an Arnold Palmer. Oh yeah, there. me too. I do that too. With their agave lemonade yeah. and, and one of their teas. Yeah. So to kick off the service, Panera is offering a free subscription through July fourth uh, to those who sign up by May sixth. After that, the subscription costs ten ninety nine per month to members of my Panera, uh, the brand's uh, free great song. loyalty program. Um, what is my Panera? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as part of the subscription, you can sip unlimited cups every two hours, plus get unlimited refills while you're in the cafe. I never have bought into one of these unlimited yeah, no, no, food or drink programs. I think you have, to, you have to go there like every single week for yeah. it to be worth it. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and so I, so let's say if that's your if that's your if you have a Panera, you know, thirty feet from your house when you're leaving for work in the morning, yeah. you, then, then that makes sense. Get, yeah. yeah, man, or, I used to go there all the time when I first got divorced. Like, and uh, I was taking Ben out for <laughs> something. Well, Seriously, it, go to Panera. Panera was it was the go to, and it's because he liked it and I liked it, and okay. I don't know what the hell else I was doing. So Panera, like, I think a lot of divorce. Death, go to Panera. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, and 
I was in the uh, I was if in the you're club. Freshly single. Oh my god, yeah. If, if you're a single Next. lady, it's Panera. <laughs> if you're a single Ooh, woman, I feel my heart hurt. Looking my for heart. a single dad, head over to the Panera because there's a lot of divorced dads there. But really, also, yeah, it's, it's healthy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, relatively, yeah. Yeah. I mean, healthy enough, and uh, it's hot and it's good. We all love Panera. Who doesn't love Panera? It's <laughs> so the wife doesn't give him crap for taking the kids yeah. to like McDonald's or something. Well, we had a salad That's and it. a sandwich. At there Panera. you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I found Lucky yeah. Charms in his pocket. Yeah. Hey, they uh, offer an apple as a yeah. side. Yeah, Thank right. you. Exactly. Um, so the charged lemonades are just, they're like their lemonade drinks or whatever their, their drinks are, and it says end caffeine. So there's oh, caffeine okay. in it. Hence the name charge. There are no Paneras that sell or have liquor, right? There's no. Not here. No, right. but you know what, Steve? Some um, out of state uh, Chipotles do. Yes. Do they? Yeah, that was it. Go- yeah, oh. Chipotle, you can get like a, a Corona. I think it's oh. just beer. I don't think it's beer and wine, but if you go go to Chipotle in another state. I, I thought I heard that they were going to have uh, margaritas. I oh, kid no you kidding. not at some of them. Yeah. Okay. Shakes Jacks have beer yes. and wine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yep, they do. Wait, yep. can I just mention something as far as margaritas go? Um, you know how Casey does his pizza tour? I think that I want to do a margarita tour. Ooh. Like I want to find the yeah. best yes. margarita well, in town. Is yep. that your absolute... Um, I'm gonna l- sit and live with this drink for a while. Drink. I yes, I okay. love margaritas, but I'm not big on like the real sugary mixes. So like, oh. I always get a skinny margarita. So let me let me say that I would have to do a tour of skinny margaritas and who can make the best one because there are some places just that just can't do it. Okay, mm. so so your very refined search, just skinny margaritas. The skinny margarita. Yeah, I like the sweeter ones, not the knock you on your ass sweet. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I get some that are, they're like crazy tart, and I think that's more of a traditional margarita. Actually, how they're supposed to be tart. made, yeah, a little more tart. Art, and I'm like, I don't like this. Do are mar- mocktail versions of margaritas possible? Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah, right, sure, yeah. absolutely. It's probably an easier one. To yeah, do. very much so. Yeah, I'm gonna try that then. Um. Uh. Oh, and on a uh, on a personal uh, connoisseur note. I want to thank Marissa for a tip that she gave uh, to me, to actually to us, all of us off air, was uh, this barbecue joint in uh, Wildwood that I went to. It was actually in North Wildwood uh, that I went to called Wildwood's Barbecue. Did you just go with The Bachelor? Uh, no, The Bachelor. I did not see The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They're actually filming The Wildwoods yeah. today. Uh, but it's called uh, Wildwoods Barbecue. And uh, the, the, the two owners, the two guys that run it, are from actually from Australia. Cool. And uh, they gave us a tour of the uh, the restaurant, and it was really, really good. Marissa was like, who told you how great it was? Okay, so it's a writer friend of mine. Um, his name is Adam er- Erase, and he um, has actually written a whole bunch of um, cookbooks and uh, cocktail books. In fact, one I'm going to get for you presents called Art in the Age. It's a local place in Philly. Okay. But for, like, Polizzi Social Club and our friend Nick Elmy, this guy wrote yes. their cookbooks. It's great. He writes for, like, Food and Wine magazine and Esquire and all of these. And he uh, said that this was going to be the new hotspot in Wildwood this summer. Okay. All right. Yeah, and it was uh, it was damn good. So thank you for the suggestion. Yeah, I appreciate that. that. I'm glad I had time to go <laughs> to a restaurant and eat. Yeah, it was, it like, low-key. You said it was a little hard to find whether it was open or not. But Yeah, I think they're, uh, they just opened last. Year, but I was well. They're still on Aussie time. I was very, very impressed. I was telling Marissa they had some, they had pickled grapes. Pickled had never grapes. had that before. They were fantastic. They were in this pickle. It came with pickled uh, uh, cucumbers, fennel, uh, onions, and grapes. And I'm like, well, that's unique. So it was unique stuff like that. Huh. It's standard barbecue, but with this kind of um, uh, culinary twist. Uh, to some of the dishes. So Down if you're that. up for something different, then you want to check that out. All right, anyhow, uh, let me see what else we got here because uh, we, we got a few more minutes to, to play with. Uh, this is a follow-up story. You remember last uh, week I had mentioned that um, 
There was a rumor that the Snickers bar had stopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the vein, the essentially, vein. The, the vein. It looks like a, a vein on a, 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 some people say a penis. Right. On the top of it. Um, and it turns out that that story wasn't true at all. Somebody had just gotten a, a, a bar that had a, either a melted top on it or some kind of a... <laughs> and it looked flat, and they, they said it was like cancel culture or something stupid like that. But uh, why would we even care about that? Well, a scientist said recently that seeing a smooth Snickers bar creates a sense of cognitive dissonance. He said if you see a smooth Snickers bar, you might think that you've ch- they've uh, changed the texture of the bar overall. And that's a big part of the experience. You eat with your eyes. Ultimately, these are iconic brands, and people have an expectation of what an iconic brand should be. And when you change something about an iconic brand, a consumer is going to be very sensitive to it. And he also said that the decorative chocolate impacts uh, impacts taste experience as it affects the texture as well. Mm. So it's sometimes if there's something that you're used to having a certain way, and all of a sudden it looks different... It can kind of taste a little different. I too. think psychologically, it will yeah. psych- well, you were just talking about the pizza, the the average, uh, yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. So those, those are all pizza. ingredients that are in other things, yeah. and you can get them in one thing. Right. And maybe it's of course. So when I was looking at the picture of that, though, it did appear that there's a lot more meat in the pizza version of it. But still, yeah. I can agree with that. If it looks a little bit different, sometimes. Um, it, it, you'll, you'll perceive it as tasting different. Yeah, definitely. So the, so the, the presentation, the look of something, uh, actually has something to do with how it tastes uh. a little bit because you're taking it all in. Uh, it's part of, uh, it's part of what we do when, uh, when we're eating. Here's an interesting thing as far as, uh, using the senses, you know, sight, uh, and, and taste. And I think I've said this on the air before, uh, but do you know why we, uh, clink glasses when we toast? I don't think I do. Is to incorporate all of the senses. So you oh, you see you see the drink, yes. you smell it, you taste it, you touch the glass with yeah. your hands. The only thing that's not included is sound. We clink, wow. we've had all the senses into that experience huh. when we are toasting, hmm. and that's why you touch glasses. Um, wow. So it, all okay. the senses are included. And what, that cool? what about extrasensory perception? Well, that you sit and down. think really hard right. about it for a minute, and you find out... How the drink feels that you're about to consume it. <laughs> then you drink I, want, I want to be more empathic to this margarita. You drink and enough you of them, that. then you lose yeah. your sense of balance, and yeah. you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then exactly. you lose your house. <laughs> so, but yes, so you know, uh, touch, taste, smell, uh, and uh, and hearing. And what am I missing? Dodge, dip, dash, dodge. Wait, what is that? Hey. Dodgeball. A dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> and taste, yeah, exactly. So, all right, with that, with that final thing, that means we are going to wrap up the uh, the connoisseur segment. So, outro music, please, if you would, uh, Marissa. Thank Get you, that Marissa. music, outro mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get that music, outro mouth. God. All right, we are going to break, and when we return, the reason we absolutely have to take a break right now is to make sure that we stay on time for MMR's concert cash. We want you to win $500 and tickets to the MMRBQ. So we will get to that as well as a bizarre file when we return. So make sure that you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Concert Cash. You could win 500 bucks. 
Plus, a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ May 21st. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash Sounder. When we'll give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or enter it on our website or app to get in the running for the $10,000 grand prize every time you play. The official rules and details at WMMR.com. Free MMRBQ tickets and cash to blow at the show. On merch, adult beverages, or whatever you want. It's MMR's Concert Cash. Sponsored by AAA Distributor on Grant Avenue. In stock, kitchen, bath, and flooring products. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finals. All right, we will begin with what I would refer to as a home run bizarre oh, file story. Awesome. Doctors have reported the case of a 43-year-old man who arrived in an emergency department showing signs of fever and increased heart rate and an unusually massive swelling of his scrotum. Oh, no. He informed doctors that he had suffered from the scrotal swelling for the last three decades. Oh, my balls! But had not sought medical treatment. However, it had gotten to the point where he was unable to get about his... uh, He was unable to get about without using a walker and relied on his mother for most of his daily needs. So, is this like stuff we've seen before? It's gigantic. uh, Oh, my God. Upon inspection, the doctors found a, quote, massive scrotal edema or an enlargement of the scrotal sac with displacement past the level of his knees. That's how far down it hung. So he could he could basically sit on it like a like a bouncy yeah, ball. Yeah, kind of yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the skin of his scrotal sac had thickened and two large open wounds were also quite visible, Kathy, with foul-smelling purulent leaking fluid out of them. Oh my god. Uh the ah! man this gets any oh. worse. I'm going to have to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> With my open fissures of pus oozing sores on my uh, three and a f- three foot in circumference ball sack, foul smelling purulent fluid leaking out of them. Should I get this looked at? The man finally went to the Honey, ER. Can you come in here for a second? At a hospital in Panama, and was given a scan of his abdomen and pelvis, revealing a large uh, inguinal hernia. Part of his bowel tissue was protruding through his abdominal muscles. Well, he's he's carrying around that I- incredible weight dangling from his yep. that region. So the hernia led to lymphedema uh, of the scrotum, which had gradually worsened. It's and also the town in the Lost Boys. They di- No, that was wait a minute. Sandivas. Sandivas. Uh, they diagnosed him with uh, Fournier's gangrene, a oh sometimes life-threatening God. type of necrotizing fasciitis or flesh-eating infection that primarily affects the genitals. Concerned by the risk of sepsis and rotting flesh, he was taken to surgery for emergency uh, debridement, which is a removal of tissue of his infected scrotal skin. You got on this early, so it's going to work out well for you. The surgeons found necrosis of fat below his skin as well as further open wounds. And they wrote catheter placement attempted uh, attempt proved to be difficult due to quote a buried penis. Oh my! There's another penis in there. But was no his oh, okay. was just it was underneath all that. I'm not especially long, but I have a 70 pound scrotum. He's not a grower. He's a shower. He's not a shower. He's a grower. <laughs> but 
but was successfully accomplished by a dorsal slit procedure. Oh, my God. He returned for surgery the following day to have more infected tissue removed and was placed on intravenous antibiotics. Five days later, after attempts to replace the wound's dressing were found to be too painful for the patient. They also found a bowl of butterscotch candy in their breast. <laughs> the decision was made... To remove his scrotum and end his trauma, so they just took it all off. Okay. Surgeons then stitched the scrotal area together using a skin graft made of mesh. The patient then had surgery to reduce his hernia, and following the operation, was discharged two days later to a real bit rehabilitation well, I facility. Feel like a new man. A follow-up four weeks later found that he was healing well with satisfactory cosmetic and functional outcomes. The doctors were pleased with the approach taken in this case, confident that it minimized the trauma experienced by the man. It would be. Wow. The amount, and you just listed off, you reeled off a list of some of the other things, but t- walking that way, yeah. the, the spinal impact, yes. all of that, yep. because made- there was that footage years ago, that Indian uh, gentleman who had, uh, I think it was elephantitis of the scrotum, I think it was yeah. called, but yeah, it's and impossible. Would, and he would sit on it. He would sit on I it. I believe. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, if you go to like uh, like this, you know, your kid's soccer game, it's... Right. <laughs> it's quite convenient. <laughs> yes, holding chairs can be problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, a San Antonio great-grandmother is recovering after a brutal carjacking this week. I saw the picture of this woman. She is bruised and beat up like you wouldn't believe. But she's lucky not to have been more seriously injured. But her assailant, the guy who carjacked her vehicle, crashed that car and died in the accident. Uh, And you see this? Listen, you don't want anyone to die, but they, they beat the piss out of this woman. Shirlene Hernandez, 72 years old, was on her way to a gas station Tuesday morning, and on her way inside, a man grabbed her, hitting her several times in the face in a tussle to take her keys. Hernandez said despite three men trying to tackle the attacker, he still got away with her car. Not long after, police found her car on the interstate, totaled, and with the suspect, a suspected carjacker, dead inside. Which doesn't phase me at all, man, because he could have killed her easily. He would have, yes. Hernandez said that she is still sore and beat up with a bruised face, uh, but she is mostly okay. However, she is left without a vehicle for now. Uh, Despite her age, she still works every day and needs a vehicle to get her there. Uh, Residents created a GoFundMe page to help Hernandez buy a replacement car. I saw a picture of her, and we're looking at a picture of her bruised up, and she's, you know, sort of a, a, a blank look, but she was smiling, and I mean... Yeah. Listen, she survived that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. A Long Island man was arrested after allegedly shooting a 14-year-old boy who rang his doorbell as a prank on Thursday night. Wow. Uh, James Moshier. Now, at first, when I first read the the headline, I was like, well, this is a real dick. This guy, you know, so mad at kids doing ding-dong ditch that he shoots them. Right. It's a little bit more than that. James Moshier, 64 years old, was charged with assault and recklessly injuring a child with a deadly weapon after allegedly shooting the teen uh, in the arm of, on his property. The teen knocked on Moshier's front and back door several times, causing a woman who lived in the home to believe that they were being burglarized. Uh, so that's what they thought okay. was happening. So she yeah. woke up to Moshier, who then went to his base. So he's woken up from asleep uh, to his back door and allegedly fired a shotgun at the team. Now, whether he saw it was a teen or not, I don't know. Several other teens who were at a sleepover with the shooting victim uh, said that he and the other friend were bored, and they had uh, picked at random a home uh, in the neighborhood to Doorbell Ditch. Uh, and the teen was apparently, they said sometimes, the police said sometimes what we think are harmless pranks turn into major incidents. Oh, you, you begin to terrorize people. Uh, but the team was treated to the hospital. Marshier was uh, freed on a $20,000 bail ahead of a court date next week. So we'll see what the uh, the court has to say about that. And then one last story. Uh, two Altoona men 
are facing charges after stealing motor oil and throwing it all over the bathroom at multiple convenience stores because they said they thought it was funny. <laughs> Gage Nehart, who was hey, I got an idea. And let's steal motor oil yeah. and louse up the bathrooms at convenience stores. And Timothy Rice, who is 21, were identified as the two men police were looking for after a Sheets employee called about a motor oil being thrown all over the men's restroom on March 26th. After speaking with the manager, they were informed that the same thing happened at two other sheet stores in Altoona and Hollidaysburg. Yes, I work at a sheet store. I think the motor oil bandits are in our store. Uh, security footage from all the stores showed the two men walking into the stores, taking a bottle of motor oil off the shelf, walking into the bathroom, and then coming out about a minute later after laughing and smiling without the bottle of oil. Uh, police happened to notice the two walking down the street, and uh, Neihart was wearing the same red McDonald's hoodie from a security footage. When Nehart tried to run away from officers or walk away, uh, they spoke with Rice, who said he was uh, the only he was only using the bathroom, and Nehart was the one with the oil. Rice eventually admitted to police, saying, "I thought it was funny, but if I had to clean it, I'd be pissed." Well, there you go. He admitted it. Yep, and there you go. Your bizarre file for now. All right, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, you still have about five minutes left to enter the word flip for your chance to win with MMR's concert cash giveaway. So the word again is flip. Good luck to you. It's sponsored by AAA Distributor. We'll come back in just a moment. Lesson, trash, music news. Those things are on the way. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, we have a lesson question. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can answer a question that pertains to something that took place on the show earlier this morning. And the question I have for you is, what was Steve eating when he was 13 years old? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. We're talking about a kid who's graduating from college at 13. What was Steve eating when he was 13 years old? If you heard it earlier, you know the answer. Call now, 215-263-WMMR. We will do the trash while you call us. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And do I have a fine sponsor, Marissa? No. No, we're good to go. Okay, let's get to that. Steve, what's going on this morning? All right. Well, Chris Rock's mom, Rose Rock, saying that when Will Smith slapped her son, it was just like slapping her. Smith reportedly reached out to Rose to tell her to, quote, shut your bitch-ass mouth. Smack him. And uh, Jennifer Grey, we know her. here's an autobiography coming out. In that autobiography, she reveals that that it was Matthew Broderick's mother who blurted out to her that her father, Joel Grey, is gay. Grey says she was furious at Mrs. Broderick, even going so far as to place a Jewish curse on her that one day her firstborn son would marry a horse. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Finally... Madonna putting a massive twenty-six million Hidden Hills, twenty-six million dollar, excuse me, Hidden Hills estate up for sale after purchasing it just a year ago. Madonna finally had to admit that she's never actually been to the home because, quote, those hills are really hidden. Oh man, and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if we can get somebody who has the answer to today's lesson question, and it is as follows: What was Steve eating 
when he was 13 years old. Two one five two six three WMMR. First caller in was Greg. We're going to go to him. Hey, Greg. <laughs> wait, wait. Nope. <laughs> All right, Greg. What was Steve eating when he was 13? Uh, my favorite <laughs> meal. It was mud. Mud. Greg knows what's good. Hang on a second. And Nick, leave those pictures up, please. Uh, So, brought to you, or we're going to set you up with a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. You can spring into seasonal specials at Bonefish Grill and enjoy jumbo shrimp skewers. Skewers? Prepared in a light citrus herb marinade or wood grilled salmon caprese with gnocchi or genichetti, as we like to call it. (laughs) And you can try pairing with a fresh strawberry citrus martini. You can visit bonefishgrill.com to reserve your table today. My God, does Madonna use a lot of filters on her face? In her social media. Are you filters watching that, that Instagram video? Is I'm it not filters watching or is it her, her surgery? Uh, some of them, a little bit of both, Kathy, because there, there's some that, what, what was the video of? I don't know, but I, I so I pulled up her account, Steve, because of the story that you had about the Hidden Hills home. And so just sort of perusing through her Instagram account, it, it looks like... There's one where she's slowly leaning into the camera. Okay. Yes. And so that that is, she's had lip filler, and, and that was... That became a meme because everyone basically was having the same reaction you had, Preston. What in the F is going on here? I thought it was a joke at first. I mean, I I thought, like, she was fooling around and, yeah, I'm not actually this young, but I'm going to post this anyway. Yeah, I I think that she has had surgery literally to make her look like she's a kid. I I, I agree with Kathy. I think that's what happened. I think she's now in that dysmorphia stage. Oh, I definitely agree she's had work done. But but as far as, like, the texture of her skin, and you can see that she's using filters as well, so so you don't see any... Well, stop using those filters. Nothing natural either. Yeah. Uh, How old is she? She's about uh, 63. 60s, right? Yeah. 63, 62? Yeah, she's trying pretty desperately to hang on. Yeah, she's hanging on. All right. uh, Do what I did. Give up. Let's do... (laughs) Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted experts since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. Uh, so, after ending up with egg on his face revealing a tentative plans regarding a Van Halen reunion, ex-Metallica bassist Jason Newstead is choosing to instead blame the reporter for printing his ultra-newsworthy quotes regarding the project. You did it! So, in the interview, uh, in a recent interview, he complained that rather than focusing on a benefit show that he was playing for the, uh, the Chop House Band, or with the Chop House Band, uh, the Palm Beach Post ran with his revelation that he was... At one time, tapped to playing in a revamped version of Van Halen. So, Newstead spoke about the item, and you got to bear with me on this uh, quote that I'm going to read to you. Uh, but in which that that he had let slip that uh, David Lee Roth, Alex Van Halen, Joe Satriano were planning some sort of Van Halen outing, and he comments on that and said, "He goes, that was bad, dude. I'm not happy about that. I'm really, really not happy about that." I don't do very many interviews anymore, and I agreed to do that to promote the show for the kids. So, if I go to talk about that, and I mentioned two little things over here about the calls that I've received in the past 20 years from whoever it is, Alice Cooper, Errol Smith, whatever, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just listening, uh, I was just listing a list of the calls that I received over the time that never went anywhere. He went on to say, 
I only said yes to a couple of that 30 that I received, and I mentioned a couple of them that impressed me. Most, uh, He said people that I wouldn't have had, that, that I wouldn't have had their records. I wouldn't play the way I do. They called me on my home phone and said, you want to come and jam with us? Dude, I'm off the ground. I'm levitating. I'm like, why would Aerosmith call me? That's a big freaking deal to a kid. Just a kid from a farm in Michigan, dude. A guy from Aerosmith calls and asks me to play bass. However many years later, when you stole that album from your brother's collection, it's freaking huge. That's all I was doing. I talked about two seconds about that, and that's what they chose to go for. They didn't talk about the conservatory, the kids' classes, the things that we were doing, the chop house band, why we do uh, why we do what we do. Now, Newstead, who uh, disinvited the reporter to the benefit show he was initially being interviewed for, seems to remain unaware that it was he who spilled the beans on the Van Halen reunion plans and in no way was tricked into doing so by the reporter who actually knew nothing about it. He added, uh, they really rubbed me the wrong and the wrong and I don't know what interviews I'll do again. I'm not sure if I'll say yes to anything. So, so I, I, he had mentioned. What do man, you think? He admit. I I think the reporter wasn't making anything up. He just he kind of let it slip. And right. if it's in in an interv- in, in, in an interview and you mention it and don't say, hey, this is off the record, man. Right. It's their job to report that. Did stuff. he not mention anything in that article about the charity event that uh, he was promoting? Or oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know if he completely would... avoided that or not. Right, because that would be a dick move. Yeah, I'm not. I have no idea. Steve, yeah. to be honest. So, but anyhow, he's kind of uh, cleaning things up from that. This is interesting. In an interview last week with the Swedish radio station, Mick Jagger gave Machine Gun Kelly and Youngblood some high praise. When talking about the stance of today's rock, very good. rock music, he mentioned a couple of artists he'd liked added he'd liked and added that they both have a lot of energy. He said, in rock music, you need energy, and there have not been a lot of new rock singers around, uh, and now there's a few. He said, you have Youngblood and Machine Gun Kelly. That kind of post-punk vibe makes me think that there's still a bit of life in rock and roll. Wow. You're okay. Uh, Jagger took a moment to speak about his future music, noting that his European Rolling Stones tour wouldn't be his last one. He said, I love being tour on tour. I don't think that I would do it if I did not enjoy it. But if you're Machine Gun Kelly or Youngblood and he calls you out like that. It's pretty cool. That's massive. Taco Bell's bringing back the pizza. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea, admitted that he and drummer Chad Smith pretty much only share a musical relationship. Mm. MusicRadar.com reported that despite being one of rock's most creative rhythm sections in any era, while chatting with Rick Rubin's Broken Record podcast, Flea shed light on how the two coexist in the Chili Peppers. He said, my relationship with Chad is that we don't hang out outside of the band. Never have. I've probably been to his house once. It's like this different thing. He said it's just very grand. It's this very grounded, rhythmic thing. There's no bull s about it. He said not that others within the band have bull s about it either, but we get down. We look at each other, and that's how we talk. Very rarely do we speak about emotional things, about spiritual things, even things that trouble us or things we aspire to. It's just we get down and we effing hammer out some grooves. And then he laughed. He went on to explain we talk by playing. We talk by looking at each other. They let their and, instruments do their talking. And knowing when we when to lay back into a groove or knowing when to lean forward and knowing when to sit right in that middle or knowing when he should lay back and I should lean forward or vice versa. He said, that is a beautiful conversation that Chad and I share, and I'm so grateful for that. That's the way we are, 
and that's what it is. That's awesome. I know what he's talking about. That's mm. pretty cool when you when you have a special relationship that is not necessarily a social friendship, but something different than that, and it's a unique relationship. It's like you with uh, Gary Lauer. Not like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk. You don't need to talk. No, but <laughs> I thought that was kind of a cool You let your jams do your talking. <laughs> Mike Shinoda spoke about the future of Linkin Park during a Twitch live stream over the weekend. He said that the band talks every few weeks, but they have no plans for new music or live shows in the near future. Uh, he said anytime the band says anything or does anything, everyone tries to start up the hype train. And we're like, no, 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 no. Don't start the hype train. You're going to disappoint yourself. I don't like the hype train. It goes too fast. They haven't uh, performed together since 2017 when the surviving members held a tribute concert for Chester Bennington. And they haven't released any new music since his death. And apparently they don't plan on doing it. Doesn't seem that way, does it? Mm -mm. And then finally, uh, Alter Bridges' next album should come out in September, according to guitarist Mark Tremonti. Uh, he said, we all went in to do pre-production. Miles and I wrote demos. And then one by one... We'll go through the demos until we're satisfied with the record. We arranged 14 songs, and then the producer is like, "Hey, there's the uh, moment of truth, and we have to cut the two. We have to cut two of them, and that's the worst thing." So, me and Miles were like, "Well, we'll cut one of the songs uh, that we brought." And so, the new album will be out following up Alter Bridges' 2019 project, "Walk the Skies." They're working on it. You see this story about Mark Tremonti doing a Sinatra cover no. album? Mm -mm. I didn't know about it until just now. I, I just pulled up their Instagram page and. The name of the record is Mark Tremonti Sings Frank Sinatra. And he's singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I, did. I think we, we actually, I think, a while ago had a clip. Okay. We never got to. I don't know. Um, of yeah. Mark Tremonti singing? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. That okay. could be coming really from the recesses of my butt, but that's... Uh, okay. Uh, I, I do remember something, or at least I know about it somehow. Interesting. All right, well, Marissa's doing a quick search, but, yeah, it's not in the, uh, right. not in the box pro, so... All right, and there you go. That's uh, music news. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap it up. Letter of the day. Word of the week. Yep, it's all on the way. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Red Hot Chili Peppers on 93.3 WMMR China. That's how he says it in that song. I don't know where Anthony's getting his uh, little pre uh, pronunciations from, but he's tinkering around with it a little bit. It's called Black China. No, not Black China. <laughs> we were talking about Black China earlier this morning in the Rob Kardashian trial. I know. She haunts your very soul. It's called Black Summer on 93.3 WMMR. But maybe that's, hey, for all I know, that song's about Black China. It's quite possibly you, you met never... her at a party and said, uh, you know, I'll write you a song one day. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, we are coming to the end of today's program. I would like to thank... Marissa Magnata hey! for filling the shoes of Mr. Caseyboy Foster, who was not here today. And 
She did excellent. <laughs> there was only one itty-bitty tiny little yeah. smidge of a mistake that nobody noticed but us, and that yeah. was it for the morning. You were, like, almost completely unblemished, which is hard to do because Casey does a lot of stuff yes. here. In the moment, a absolutely. Lot, a lot going on to organize during our program. So Casey needed the day off. He wanted to go to the Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I was just watching a little yeah, bit yeah. of it live. Yeah, and right. Amber Heard is on the. Was it? Is that no, Amber? it's still him. He okay. was back on at 10 a.m. Uh, right. She has not got taken a stand. Standing okay. here is a reminder of how much Casey does behind the scenes. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's a lot, and then there's there's a lot you do on the other side of the glass there. All right. So anyhow, I would thank our guests, but we didn't have any today. So Marissa's our only thank you, and we thank uh, Pierre Robert for hey! coming in for another day of entertainment. Um, I was going to tell you, kids, that uh, Mark Tremonti indeed does have a Sinatra album. Uh, he has a uh, his latest uh, child. His daughter has uh, Down syndrome, and so he put this benefit together. Uh, and Jackie played it the other night. Uh, what do you think? Tribute to, it's amazing. Is it? Yeah. He got. Uh, he, it doesn't. Um, he's put out solo albums before as the singer, and um, he um, he's he's got this incredible voice. Mm. And he got members, surviving members of Sinatra's orchestra, to play in a forty forty five piece orchestra. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. And. Um, uh, uh, Pancake is looking for it in the other room. I don't know if he if he'll be able to to find. Yeah, we it got and, some of it here, uh, yep. and bring it to you or not. But we got I it mean, right now. Yeah. Okay, we want to hear a little Check bit of. Uh, out. Got you under my skin. One, yeah. two, one, two. Name orchestration, but Tremonti's vocals. Under my skin. I'm surprised. Right off the bat. I've got you deep in the heart of me. So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me. I've got you under my skin. That's really nice. Really nice. Yeah. And he just unexpected. Yeah, and the orchestra wails in the part on the song where they wail, um, uh, and it's a whole album of Sinatra songs. Um, and the last guy is oh, there you here. go. Here's using my drumstick to scratch his back. I'm like, we have an actual back scratcher with Kathy's picture on it. Yeah, yeah. it's a telescoping back. Uh, back scratcher. That's a well, Kathy was haven't... having a very rough day. <laughs> And we took that photo from that rough day and put it on the back scratcher. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't scratched my back in a while now. There you go. Oh, that's so nice. That's what, do you remember what? why I put that out there, that photo? Uh, yeah, you woke up and you saw yourself well, and you're like, no, so I had taken, shocked. I had taken that photo. Yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah. But, but no, we had talked about something, um, that women look their best at three o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon or something. <laughs> and so we took it, Marissa and I took a picture, um, of ourselves in the morning and then at three o'clock we were supposed to post something and Marissa posted this really nice picture of herself and she looks great. <laughs> and I posted that I had it in my photo album and I'm like, you know what? This is a perfect day to release this one. It doesn't even look like you. <laughs> well, your hair is tied back. Uh, well, if you see she looks the like larger, Tom Sizemore. If you see the larger photo, Pierre, like I woke up one morning and looked like that, and I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, "What happened? Like, mm. what happened overnight that that's how you woke up?" Wow, great. <laughs> 
Thank you. This no is problem. really nice. Yeah, now you're gonna. Are you scratching your ass? He's gonna OD on the the, uh, the back scratcher. I'm just scratching my my back. I taint. No. Under the shirt? It's pretty low. Well, I didn't go under the shirt. No, you know, you did out of respect. I, I have COVID procedures. Yeah. <laughs> respect for Sinatra. Yeah, out of respect for Frank. I did not uh, do that. Don't you don't use this on your ass, Jilly. <laughs> don't use this on your ass. You'll have your legs broken. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, with all of that being said, shall we do our letter of the day? Yep. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And, of course, Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in light. L as in light. All right, we have a Buena Vesa Ultimate Summer Tailgate Party Pack. Four cases of Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa. It's going to be a good time. A variety case of other Stone Brewing beers as well. And we have three Buena Vesa branded cornhole sets. (laughs) Uh, Did you like cornhole? Yeah. (laughs) A Stone Brewing Easy Up Tent, Stone Brewing Flags, and a bunch of Buena Vesa t-shirts. Nice. This summer, enjoying, uh, enjoy Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa, a Baja-inspired Mexican lager, brewed with sea salt and lime. And you can visit find.stonebrewing.com to find Buena Vesa near you. And we'll get that away on Friday. Uh, what's up today, man? Well, we'll have noontime and 2 p.m. opportunities to win cash. And um, also, I'm a barbecue tickets for our concert cash contest, which continues. And uh, we've got workforce blocks of ACDC, Seether, and the police to get to today. Ooh, so, a good day to begin with us. Yes. I like the sound of that. All right, let me thank the sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. You can get free flu shots or COVID-19 boosters at their pharmacy, Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. And finally, by Sunbelt Rental. When you're ready to tackle that large job or weekend project, turn to Sunbelt Rentals for all of your equipment needs. Uh, tomorrow on the program, a Tuesday, we'll give away some fresh ink. It is Tat Tuesday, and we will have Mr. Jay Wright on our show tomorrow nice. morning. He just announced his retirement, and we will talk to Jay about that and what he is going to be up to. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WNMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 